Allianz. Supporting all 32 counties through the Allianz Leagues. There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayor, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. We're missing what the show. We're missing what the then show. we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Hi, people. How are you all? Uh, you're very welcome along uh, this mild but damp uh, March morning uh, on the eve of Cheltingham, as the late, great John Dan O'Maloney used to call it. You've got the Cheltingham. He used to say, but, uh, my days are gone from going there. We're, live, we're joined live, actually, from the Queen's Hotel in Cheltenham by Mr. Owen Mark Landers, wearing a, a very snazzy hat there. He's a cross between a toff and uh, an East Corkman. How are things, Marco? <laughs> Absolutely fantastic, Dela. In fairness to the Queen's Hotel here in Cheltenham, they opened a bar for us. Myself and me, good buddy Jimmy Nolan, who's on driving duty. We got the ferry yesterday. We had an early night last night, long drive from the ferry to Cheltenham, and then missed the breakfast this morning because we had to be out on the gallops. We met Henry the Bramhead, saw Willie Mullins' gang, and we tested the going. And I can confirm, Dela, if a bit like yourself, a fellow who likes a bit of soft rowing, it has come <laughs> in time for you. Right. <laughs> so, right. Any fellow that would have asked, that's looking for a bit of good going. He's going to struggle big time. But as yourself, and I suppose TJ, you would have been fond of a bit of soft growing yourself as well. When you went into the backs, when you went into the backs. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's breaking and, news. And we, we, we'll come back. We'll come back to the horses. But that's breaking news, lads. You won't get it any more uh, up to date now than a man that has been on the gallops early this morning. And he's already sent us a video on our phones uh, showing him and Willie's lot working in the background. And he he give us all the information there later on. And the two of them were in... Was it Bally Brick and you were in, TJ? Yeah, we were in the Hunting Lodge uh, down there. The Hunting Lodge. Fedemore Fed- Fed- GEA and Bally Brick and GEA. And there was a few Bob from Milford Hospice as well. Yeah, great night. Preview uh, night, myself, obviously, myself, for Cheltenham. Myself and Mark had a couple of jobs. And we were there kind of doing a bit of GEA, bit of arses. We did a bit of auctioneering. Bit, a little bit of everything. But great night, yeah. Good, good. Yeah, I actually commented as, on Twitter. So, you know, they had the club head up, the two of you, the real experts talking about... Uh, the GACs and doing a bit, I said, not a clue between the two of them. <laughs> and I got quite an amount of like, I got quite an amount of likes on it as well. Would you believe? <laughs> hey, the don't said it to be me so- no social media here. I don't want to be banned from the Dela show. Like, it is bad enough match of the day at that crack. Like, but if your show sure. goes neutral <laughs> and there's no volume, I just I couldn't handle it. Like. Yeah, which is one of the things I'm not going to mention the eviction ban in Ireland in case we get the bullet from Tony Lean. <laughs> <laughs> Suspended, and, but all likes of Cyril, joined by Cyril as well today, just to welcome Cyril. Great to have you, Cyril, dying to, dying to hop the stuff off, you know, with Jay. But uh, likes of Cyril Lynn and uh, Hoagie and Shane McGrath and Kane and all those, they'll have to go out in solidarity with us, like. Oh, no, 20, no problem. No problem. 20, 20 won't be able to get anyone to do the show. Like, you know, <laughs> no scabs, no scabs. Anyway, that'll be sorted, I'd say. The BBC got a kick in the arse, I'd say, as it turns out. But uh, on a somber note, let's just start the show. And I suppose terrible news reaching us last night um, the sudden and sad passing of Offaly manager Liam Kearns. Um, just unbelievably tragic news. Uh, 
for everybody that knew him, knew him, but especially for Angela and his two girls. And uh, great guy, great footballer in his day, a great stacks man, I think. And uh, Kerry Minor, 21, but a great manager. I think that's that would really be acknowledged. He never took on the glamorous roles. He never got the Kerry job, but, I mean, what a job he did, TJ, with Limerick. Almost. Darrow Shea catching a ball under a crossbar. You know, yeah. almost winning the Munster Championship. Uh, brought brought a tip to an All-Ireland semi-final stint with Ross Common. And, and I know from Michael Dignan, met Michael since they appointed him uh, as the new manager uh, in Offaly. And he tr- was thrilled with him, like, you know, really said a real guy stuck into the training and just awful news to, to wake up to we never know i suppose enjoy every day but um you know our, our thoughts and prayers with with the current family at this very sad time and um just that irish examiner podcast special tomorrow with paul rouse and a few of the football lads i presume he'll be going to a few of the lads that worked uh with liam over the years um and that's just one that will be of interest and i think would be a great tribute to liam's uh Life and legacy, uh, top man. So, um, RIP Liam, and you'll be missed, kid. I, I got to know him a bit. We, he was with the UL Sigerson team, and I was with the Freshers uh, for a year. And we used to meet there. They'd be training beside us nearly. So, we, we'd be there early, sure, and we'd be chatting away for half an hour. He was a good bit of crack, as well as being a very, very serious football man. He was, he was a character, ex Garda. Um, so, that's just look at one that people might tune into tomorrow evening. I think it'd be very interesting and, and, and a lovely tribute, I'm sure, to Liam. Um, I wrote on Saturday, Les, that I thought it was going to be moving day in the National Hurling League. Uh, and I thought Saturday night, after the belter in Turles, belter in more ways than one, it was, it was hot and heavy down there. Uh, I didn't think we got as much of that yesterday. I was in Cusick Park with the great unwashed in the North Stand. Um, I wasn't in the posh seats, Earl. You were probably in the nice seats. I was up where the windows. I was up high, up high, 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 high. Hi. Were you coming down? Overhead you. Yeah. Oh, you were with the Galway Bay, yeah? Galway Bay, yeah. yeah. Oh, good, 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 good. Um, funny one, sir. Great crowd. I suppose with nine and a half, ten thousand there. I know they said yeah. six, but your under-16s are in for free, like. Yeah, Seems well, like, there's a, there's, a, there's a fine crowd, but, like, it was very unusual. Like, Claire jumped into a... The seven point lead after 15 minutes, completely in top, and then after that, oh, we got kind of direct together and got going. But there was no, there was no bite in the game compared to the Saturday night one. No, like, there's no, nothing. there's no doubt about it. it. Was a good bit of bite, but for the Galway and Danson, it was nice to see say Dahi Burke back again playing hurling. Uh, Connor Cooney kind of leading the attack up there did a lot of great work, and as it went on, <coughs> as it went on, they all they kind of they got on top. Uh, but you just don't know how much Clare had done the night before, the two days before. You don't know what the training goes on because, to me, they look very dead on their feet. And as it went on, they nearly looked more dead, which is unusual, like, after having a great win the last time. Yeah, I had met a few. Mark does be slagging me about the handbrake. Is the handbrake on or off and stuff like that? But I had met a few of the Clare players at the, at the fundraiser and I met Brian, indeed. And I was sure, like, this was a real all-in. But, I mean, they did look leggy, Clare, didn't they? Just yeah. leggy. I mean, for Tony, for Tony to have only one shot at the post... In the game. Couldn't believe it. That's incredible, really. I made the comment uh, to the boys in Galway at halftime. I said, did, did he touch the ball three times in the first half? For mm. him, like, unreal. That'll tell you, like, how, you know, he was off colour. But that can happen. But look at David Reedy was very, you know, was, was sharp. It's great mm. to see McCarthy back again, like, and Clare begin to get their best 15 or their best 18. Uh, they're finding them. They're going to be hard to beat in the championship. And Galway, like, will be happy to get a win after being well beaten by Cork and Limerick. Again, where they looked out of sorts altogether. But at least yesterday, they hurled for the full 70 minutes, which was good for a Galway perspective. Yeah, and I think 
uh, TJ, from Henry's point of view, with due respect to Westmead, Westmead are just looking to the leash match now at this stage. You know what I mean? They won't be too worried about the match in Salt Hill, I think it's on. Um, but he had to get a performance here. Like he's he's virtually out of the league. So um, unless the results go very funny, I think, and the same for Clare, I think now that they're out of the league. So if Clare didn't want to get to the semi final, they definitely uh, have achieved that anyway at this stage. But. Um, like from Henry's point of view, he had to and to be down eight one and to win by five, um it's he'd be he'd be going up back up the road. Or he'd be going to kick in here, I presume, but he'd be going home anyway, uh, fairly happy last night. And and Kevin and the lads that they'd, they'd be happy that they it was like their championship team from last year, albeit you know, it likes a Finton missing and one or one or two, but it was the strongest team they put out and, and as Cyril has alluded to like Garrod playing fullback and Dahi playing centre back and contributing two points from centre back really seemed to work for them. And for me, like that half back line, Joseph Cooney, uh, Dahi, and Parik Mannion took over the game completely and Clare could not get past them really. The odd ball in in front of David Reedy was the only jolly Clare were getting as such. And those three boys took over the match. McInerney was outstanding at fullback as well. Yeah, <clears throat> I think that's very interesting to have back into building. And it looks like, sir, that Dahi's getting a bit of a spin there for a reason. Maybe it might be interchangeable between himself and Grode Mack in different games, which could be very interesting. But yeah, aside well, from the open, sorry, sorry, go on. Yeah, you see, they're, they're very happy with Mack in early fullback because all the matches he's played, he's played every game. He's actually done nothing wrong. Now, Dahi would be the natural, say, fullback in, in most people's yeah. mind. But like, uh, they might be figuring, well, maybe we should leave Mac there. Like, it could work in certain games. And like when Dahi, like early on, he was kind of rusty. But as it went on, he started to kind of have a big influence on the game. And I'd say the Henry was very happy with the half-back line because it did look very composed. And like, as, as Antti said, it was very little getting through after a while. That's what happened. The, 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 the supply dried up to the clear forwards with that half-back line in the end driving forward. Yeah, and um, yeah, the other interesting go on, TJ. interesting one for me, sir, would be would be Connor. Like, I, I think no doubt for me, from a Galway point of view, that he needs to be played definitely closer to the goal. I suppose we'll, we'll probably maybe see that come championship. Like, so Connor Cooney leading the line, and he was excellent yesterday. At, let's say a centre forward is, is definitely a big option for them if you get that piece right and then play wheeling inside. And obviously, Kyle Mannion coming back as a plus for him as well. Like, I think they'll be happy enough with the league. They, they, they probably have found out what they wanted to find out about maybe the, the players from maybe 15 to 25 as to whether they can make an impact or who's going to be in their first 20 players. So I'd say from a knowledge point of view, they will be happy. couple of the performances, and even the first 15, 17 minutes, sir, they were all over the place, really. They were, the intensity wasn't yeah. there. And then, then once they got to the pitch of it and once they were at it, then physically they were very good. They were able to win the ball. The, the, the couple of small areas getting a bit more better ball to their full forward line. And I think getting Concanon and Whelan closer to the goal, I, I, I think that'll be a big plus for them. And then getting better ball in there. They haven't a the whole lot to find, as we know, in last year. So I think Henry will, will, will be quite pleased with, um, with what he found out. It does look like handbrake or no handbrake, as if the, the, the league wasn't massively high on the agenda. I think a Leinster Championship is big for, for Henry coming down the no, track no. here. Yeah. I, 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 I think that's crucial. I, I think for Galway, they, they have to win a Leinster title, not even getting into it. They have nowhere to go, but they'd want to win in that and kind of go through that way. Because like, whether we like it or not, like definitely the Munster campaign is way stronger than the Leinster campaign. I think in Galway, we're kind of lucky that we're in Leinster because it's not a high standard. Like, like who's going to come out of Munster? You'd want to be, I don't know how you're going to, like if you said to me that Limerick will come through, okay, fine, everyone agree with that. Yeah. But pick the other two out of the four. Yeah. It's hard to know now, like, you know, what's, what's going to happen. 
But you know, it's, it's wide open. But another thing with yesterday was very noticeable. They left Young Nyland on the freeze, and it was fantastic to see Conor Cooney go to work his own way without any free taking. Like, you know, that was a kind of a big thing. And he's around a good while to see. And uh, early on, when he wasn't in the game, TJ, he went off back down deep down into the backs, walked himself into the game because he kind of knows he's not going to be touched really. Like, he's there long enough. So he, he was an out player as well for the high ball. From, from Young Murphy and goes puckle down. He, like, he's one of the ones that said to win it in there. So he's a big player for Galway. But it, like, if he can bring his club farm to the, to, the, to, the, to the county farm, he's probably one of the best players in the country. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, he's, he's, his work rate was incredible. Um, Dale, slight curveball here, if you want. I touched on this with you during the week on WhatsApp, right? Mm. Is it a mad idea, right, to look at the possibility of the league winners, right, getting a guaranteed last eight place in the championship. Like yeah. in terms in terms of a prize, sorry, right? So yeah. like just just to give the league a, a boost, let's say, for the future and to maybe perk teams' interests a little bit more. To say if you take Munster, for example, being the minefield that it is, right, with all due respect to Leinster, that you like for teams, like for all teams and into the future, that you'd have two shots. Because you know what? If we win the league, we guarantee ourselves. I know we've T's and C's to fix down the road. What happens if this, that, and the other? And you might say to me, what happens if Antrim or Westmead? But sure, great. Let, let, give, still give them a guarantee yeah. last year if they win the league. I'm just saying Some, it would... Something has to be done, TJ. Something. Yeah. I tell you, I came back here last night, good few around, and uh, um, good few at the match and shaking their head, coming in, saying, what's the, I'm not going over next weekend. I hope they're going over to the cock match. You know, uh, dead rubber, and they're just saying, not paying 18 quid again to look at that. And that kind of thing, you know, after losing Marco there for a minute, I was going to bring him into play there on this. Because <laughs> um, he was probably travelling yesterday while the matches were on, if he, if he drove he over. But, yeah. yeah, two or three lads said to me, we have to do something with it. And I've been banging the drum all year, and people have saying I'm too negative, and that I, I said the league medal is worth, worth the same as a two, a lose two euro coin. And that's probably, look, that's over-dramatising the thing. It was a throwaway remark in an article. But just look, Liam Cahill said it on, on, on Saturday night in his interview before the match. He said the two-week thing is an issue. And that's that's the reality of it. And we that, either... That's, that, that, sorry, that's, that's a fantastic idea that if yeah. you had the league final winners you know, in, into an All-Ireland uh, the last eight, or, or the two the, the two final the two of them two finalists I, yeah. I, I think that's it'd be a fantastic it's, it's a fantastic it's, it's, it's a, you're thinking outside the, 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 the off feed which is great and to me to be a fantastic idea because what's happening in the league like you know I know every lad who puts a jersey on would want to win but you see you can't if you're training very very hard say Tuesday and Friday and Saturday the day before the match you'll play alright but you'll be very leggy and like uh, definitely you know it'd be, it'd be a fantastic incentive and if if Leash and Antrim got into the final or with but so be it. That's what you want. Like it, I, I, fantastic idea, and I, I just hope that the new president kind of uh, hears you on it and, and kind of runs with it because that that'll put life back in the league. Because as yeah. as it's going on, it's like there's good crowds turning up, but that's not going to keep happening if they see these kind of matches going on. Yeah, the supporters' appetite is definitely there, sir. So, and, and in fairness, I think I think it's hard. I think Donald Oak spoke well in the TV last night about different teams. Being at different places yeah, in, yeah. In, in on, on on the journey, so it's such a that's very understandable, and, and and all that comes into play. And I I just think that with the championship being so difficult, and as you said, so difficult to get out of, it would just be a second option here. Can I say, do you know what? If we could get a run in the league here and get to a league final, I yeah. I think it would change. It would definitely change the mentality 
and the thinking around the league because the appetite from the supporters is there. We know there has been games where we have been big crowds and people like to go to hurling games. So just a, a little tweak here and there, a little bit of thinking outside the box. It is a little bit mad. There would be T's and C's required, as I said, but it definitely would be different if it part the interest. What's your thinking, Mark, on that? Like we were saying, the point being made, and we lost you for a minute or two, but we, we have to do something with the league. We just have to. And TJ suggested maybe that the league winners would get a place in the Ireland quarterfinals, guaranteed. Yeah. We have to do something. We've either to get rid of the Munster League and the Walsh Cup and start the league earlier and guarantee that there'll be at least four weeks between the league final and the championship. Because the championship, for all intents now, lads, is a league as well. You know, in Munster and Leinster. So... We've league and league, like so. But we have to do something with our second best competition. It's losing complete. Look at the football league, lads. It's cutthroat. I see it here in Clare trying to preserve the Division Two status, which is getting hairy looking now after seven full seasons in Division Two. And it's they're nearly their championship. And they have and they are building a link into the Sam Maguire from their league now. So, I, 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 yeah, something has to be done in yeah. America. And, and yeah, yeah, I wouldn't disagree uh, with, with what TJ suggesting there, to be honest. Um, and in fairness, Anthony, you pointed it out before any ball was ever struck in the league this year that you felt that the value of the, the medal had been devalued, really. Um, and now four matches into it, you it's quite obvious that some teams are going for it and some teams are not going for it. So, now, I suppose, ultimately, we all know teams are going to be judged in the championship. So, like, certainly managers like to have effective blooding players. So, a lot of teams, Limerick included, have blooded a good few players this year. Cork have blooded a huge amount of players in the league. I mentioned earlier on in the pods that the fact that Cork won the first league match against Limerick was a big help because they were going to Galway the week afterwards. And like a couple of things that have happened in matches this year is that one team has taken a big lead and the opposition has turned it over and went on and won comfortably, which is it's an unusual situation. But... There's definitely teams are training harder than others are there, certainly on a different path. But it, in TJ's idea of, you know, the winners of the National League getting a quarterfinal spot, it certainly throws spice into the mix. Um, I think the only fear with the league is the team being relegated. That's the only worry the teams have ultimately. And, mm. you know, no disrespect to the three weaker teams in it, I think they're going to continue to possibly be at the bottom of the league nearly every year if the so-called stronger teams have their house in order. So, I, I mean, I wouldn't disagree with it. And you're right, Anthony, the football side of things have introduced that for the championship. But there's a way more football teams in the country that you have four divisions yeah. as well. And there's a, there's a lot more teams that have been relegated over the last number of years that has focused the minds on inter-county teams to get their house in order. So... Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't yeah. disagree with you, Gerard. Yeah, and I, I think you might follow up on this, actually. You know, I, I think it would be great. And I think, TJ, you'd nearly be guaranteed two Munster teams would be in the league final if that was the case because oh, they'd well, be standing uh, could be cut. I, I, it, it, it just throws something completely different. Like, like you just touched on there, Delo, the actual championship is a league format anyway, which outside of, let's say, winning the Munster Championship, it's getting the teams ready for the back end the last ace. So why not just add something extra to say, here, right, we have another competition. It is a national competition. And by the way, and, and just what Cyril touched on there, I nearly go as far as to say, maybe maybe both of them. If you get to a league final, those two teams, you're guarded, your position in the last ace is secure. We're now yeah. playing for the other six. 
there just needs a little bit of spice. And look, we we get used to it. But I suppose it is what it is, and we can't keep beating the drum any longer that the league is what it is. Because I think at the same time, if we were in some of the teams' boat, right, uh, in terms of preparation, what you want to find out, like there's no doubt that the first round of the championship, let's say for Wexford and Galway in, in Leinster, or let's say Davy Fitz and Waterford, like he's played Limerick in the first round. Like they, they're huge, huge games. And like if they don't want to have the interference of a potential league final two weeks before it, well, then I, that's understandable too from their point of view. Mm. Oh, look, and, and I think Cahill was telling, and he and Davy as well, they were very forthright in their views, I thought, before the game. Whatever they said to each other but after that, the game, that, we, that, we talk about in a minute. Yeah, but that, that game was spicy, like that was that was. game was like there was no doubt about it. Tipperary target definitely Watford players. The more I was only looking at it here at home and I replayed it again in the name of God Almighty. I, I'm looking forward to the championship match because I can guarantee you they won't yeah. get away with that. The, the only pity, sir, and it look at it might turn out to be a pivotal game, but it's the last game in the group, and will they both still have an interest? Yeah, well, is the bit of a caveat. Because yeah. I, I love if it was the first match now after Saturday night, so, I'd have to so say. So would I, because you, you'd have a crowd but, and by God... But I mean, Davy was very forthright now. And look, we know with these two, and we'll go on to that match now, um, we know, the, the only thing I'll just finish up with, from the clear point of view, lads, Adam Hogan, the cornerback, huge positive, sir. Yeah, I know. Like he's it. well able to cope, top level. I think that's his championship starter. And then the other thing for me is John Conlon was finishing as good as he was starting the game. So and I think actually, I think for Clare as well this year having a fully fit McCarthy, big big advantage yeah. for yeah. Clare. Now, like it's he's he's a scorer, he's a free taker, and as you say, you have to have them. Like you know, yeah. I was driving out the road and I, I wasn't overly upset either. Like I was kind of more upset that I went over expecting a cracker, and I was nearly like Cody spitting in the hands and saying, "Come <laughs> on, now get stuck into each other." And you knew after the throwing, and you often yeah. used to say it to us there when we'd be with the LIT lads. He'd be saying, win the train, lads. And do you know what? No one hardly wanted to win the oh, train. No, no, no. <laughs> whereas, whereas Saturday night, they were like savages waiting for the ball they to were, be thrown in. You know, yeah. so that, that, look, at that is one. I'm not too overly concerned. I'm just thinking the tip are developing nicely. Six weeks yesterday, they come to the park. And yet we let Galway into the park yesterday and win very easy. And we pride ourselves in Innes being hard to come out of. And, and So that's just a little caveat. I don't think it'll upset Brian too much. As I said, he's in year four. Of his job, you know, he knows yeah. the 23rd. Of, whereas Liam, Liam is starting off, he has a few years ahead of him. He's liked, you can see the players responding. And look, it was the game of the year so far. I know the scoreline wasn't a true reflection on the game at the end of it, but it was great entertainment Saturday night, lads, wasn't it? You just, I tweeted, I think, you know, it's just cracking stuff. Like I hadn't seen sport like it all weekend, and we've had so much sport on between rugby and and the Premier League and uh, you know Liverpool went back to normal as well on that match didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to mention it anything because I tell you he, there, was, there was plenty of he did enough crowing until about Wednesday or Thursday during the week I was getting some slagging I can tell you from all the Liverpool supporters Jesus, I thought I thought one day would be enough but when fellas were still at it Wednesday and Thursday at all I couldn't wait for the Bournemouth result to come quick enough to be honest with it and you know what I did? I gave them all radio silence. I said nothing. Left them off. Oh, yeah. They're all guessing now. How come he hasn't come back? Well, so, a few, but a, yeah, few lads, a few lads had messaged me to say Land doesn't be giving a thump tomorrow after one nil at Bournemouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, giving, I'm giving you the silent treatment on the United game now as well. I can tell you. <laughs> it's not G, it's just <laughs> him, right? <laughs> I, I, I support the go, team that are more tortured than you by 20 miles. <laughs> 
But anyway, we did go uh, to Europe in fairness and win four one, so we won't say any more about that now. We, uh, yeah, we, yeah, we yeah, forget yeah, about no. the beautiful game. But um, no, no. Saturday night was very exciting, lads. Was Matt? Did you watch it, lads? Did you text or somewhere? Did you? No, we didn't make it taxes this time. No forty-five. We watched the first half in my house here and then we legged it at halftime. Collie dropped us down to the hunting lodge. So, like, it, it, it was a very, um, I suppose, maybe interesting game with the championship in mind. The, the, the one thing that jumped off the page early on to us through the television, Della, was the work rate and the energy of the tip lads. Touched on last night. Like, there's no doubt those boys can hurl. They've loaded forwards. They're definitely building. Like, you see, is Brian Amara fullback now and Mikey Breen? Again, possible interchangeable role load of forwards and even like the likes of Jason Ford coming on like we were even talking about other forwards that didn't play like whether it's John McGrath um, and like the form of Jake Morris huge plus uh, Bonner, Bonner Maher. Maher he's work he's... rate inside so uh, Noel's vision like a few tweaks to the system but they're definitely very as in the to rob a word from several risky, unbelievable hurlers in, in, in Tipperary. So, adding the work rate and that kind of maybe coaching tactical piece around the middle third that's a huge plus for Tip. Liam was very bullish about him last night. He was kind of saying that the, the Tip yeah. were back, the Tip were back, and uh, mm. you can definitely get the sense of it. You get the sense that they're working hard and training hard, and their shape is good as well, you know, obviously. Maybe, maybe over the last year or two, they mightn't have maybe brought a huge amount of players through, but they were still doing the work because this didn't just happen in the last two or three months. The, the, the physicality is there. So, yeah, a lot of positives. And you'd probably nearly have to say a team of the league so far um, in terms of where they were maybe at the, at, at the start. They're definitely jumping places in the pecking order. And just to add to that, there was a ferocious aggression, Mark, I felt like. There was, yeah. You know, there was, there was a fair amount of dunting going on. I well, mean, you know what, nothing wild, but there was dunting going on. You know what they're doing all the time? Like, it was very noticeable when they get a score or even a wide tackle made. On the way, say, back out, they were dunting into the water, fellas, again, let them know they were out. They were, they were definitely the aggressors. It, it was played at their tempo. But, but now the only thing is for the championship... If they're playing off, they probably have shown their hand because, like, uh, they won't take that. Like Stephen Bennett, the last night was mapped from the very start, high, low, early, late. It didn't matter. But I can't see Watford taking back that the next day if they do. If it happens to be a knockout, if it, if they really need to win. Yeah, yeah. but have a, a bit of finger wagging mark after, like, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah but, but 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 a couple of things. Like, I mean, they've had four players sent off in four in four national league games so far. So, like, they have a huge problem, or or maybe. Maybe Tipperary was saying before the game started on Saturday night, listen, we ain't going to be taking any rubbish from the Waterford lads. And they were the aggressors. Definitely the tip lads were, were way more aggressive in the tackle. And I, we didn't see the Jamie Barron incident. But no. yeah, what, was his, what was his enough for? Got a straight red, like, um, um, I think Conor Stakelum got a yellow for the incident, whatever was in it. But yeah. no, it like, straight away when he came on, Jason Ford, I think, Jamie kind of went out to pick him. Jason Ford obviously is in huge form when he's coming on. Jeez, I think he's got eight, he got he still got yeah. six points after coming on. Unbelievable, yeah. top, but up for unreal. But yeah. Jamie Barron and he's like Jason Ford was you know, the aggressor of the two in terms of the Dunton. No, it's only Dunton. We don't, you know. And, uh, there was a kick. Yeah, Young Bill but, got a kick thrown at him as well. Like they got tip tip were the aggressors. Like they got away with it. That's that's what that would be Irkin Watford, I think. Well, I you think. Know. Yeah, but um, I, I tell you, so like, what I got a yellow for that, like, he got a yellow for the kick, but I got he got a stamp first, now I'd say there as well, yeah. like, but 
at least we, mm-hmm. we look at we we have touched on it before that this simulation and diving that's going on. And there has been a bit of it creeping into hurling, but it's not as bad as the football. Jeez, the couple of ones last week in the football, the Ross Common player and the Galway player in the football. Jeez, going down to get. I mean, I always say like going down. Maybe there was an accusation of a Wexford player yesterday to try to go down and win a free. I always felt the winning a free bit is one thing, but going down to get a lad, get a yellow or a red, and we didn't see any of that Saturday night. Now, fairness, oh, no, 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 and you won't see that with Kilkenny either. They they will put out that no, simple. They, no. they stand in the order if they can. No, but tip, yeah, like obviously in my mind they come to Ennis first, like, and you know, clear, easy win against Westmead, easy win against Wexford, kind of a no show against Limerick, and not a great show yesterday, despite the first fifteen minutes. Like Clare going yeah, to have I to meet would. that aggression. Head on, I would say, with wearing my clear hat. Yeah. So that could be in for a fiery yeah. start uh, six weeks' time. It will. Anthony, there's no doubt about it, but I think you're forewarned. And I think I would say definitely you hit the nail in the head about Brian Lowen. I think he knows exactly in year four where he's at. Clear put it up to Limerick last year and they played really, really well. And I'd say he's targeting the first match to have his team buzzing for that given date. Um, he would have looked at the draw at the start of the season and with the turmoil that came out of Tipperary last year, he probably would have been saying to himself, that probably is the first game that we would have been hoping to get. I think the shoe is on the other foot now and so far the tip are going to come with all guns blazing. But then we saw last year in the league final where Waterford were brilliant in the league final and when it came around to the championship, something happened. They, they, they had a meltdown in the championship. So... Like, it's all fine and well to be predicting this, that, and the other, but you just don't know what training blocks teams are at. The championship is still the key game. But for anybody thinking the tip would have been back, as we said, number five in the rankings, they have shot themselves way up in the ranking on their league performances. The biggest question for any team in the league is can they continue and maintain that performance going into the championship? And, like, you look at Limerick last year, they struggled during the league. And then as the championship came around, they got better and better. Limerick are away further forward this year. And for the cute whore that's there on my right-hand side of the screen, who got 10-1 to 1 on Saturday night from poor Paddy McAuliffe, Limerick to win the league, win Munster and win the All-Ireland. I tell you, the confidence that's coming out of Limerick right now is just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask him that when we come to the Limerick game. Are you going to, are you going to win it with half a team, TJ? Uh, as I said, look, uh, the league, <laughs> from Limerick point of view, I think they would have been disappointed with, with last year. I don't think it was as intentional as maybe it looked from a championship point of view when we look back, right? I think a couple of the games and they had, let's say, one or two players sent off. So I don't think that, that was fully intentional. No, no doubt they're timing their run. And in this year's league, they have used, I think if you look at different players, different games, I'd say maybe, as it turns out, a lot of players will have played the same amount of league time. Look, look fortunate at the moment from a league point of view that the three or four guys coming look like that they can play in the first 15. But it, it, uh, that said, Keane Lynch and Peter Casey back has been a huge plus. Like, like to win the All-Ireland last year with the two of them is massive. So, look, they, they've put themselves in a good position. But to go back to talk about maybe Tip and Waterford, which we're on, Oh, yeah, deflect, tr- deflect again there. Go on. No, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll come back to the Limerick one. The, 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 I suppose it's a bit like a horse goal to Cheltenham, right? Is There are some people really, really good at getting their run times to perfection and they know exactly what they're doing. I, I, I don't know, to, to go back to some of the teams there and possibly Waterford on, on, on Saturday night, 
I, I don't know, would you be happy with some of the performances, even the way that you might be wanting to win, but I think you'd want some of your, your play and some of your execution and some of your, like say, maybe your game plan to be kind of, kind of taken out a bit better. For me, around the middle third, there's, there's like the tactics and the way it's crowded, there's an abdication of responsibility from some of the teams that they're not picking up. There's not a lot of loose fellas, fellas in 20, 30 yards of space. Like, is it Tony Kelly? Was he a long way back to field? Ozzy, we didn't see him at all. I, like, is, was he injured there or was there any yeah, word? Yeah, injured, a hamstring, and kind of hamstring, yeah. hamstring, so that's a worry. But he had no, no. He had no play. No, no, but probably wasn't moving right if he had to come off of the hamstring before. Fair, yeah, fair, 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 fair enough. But it's just, I suppose it's, 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 it's just trying to find out where, where all these are at. And I, I, I don't know. I, said, I, I just think that Davey will probably realise that they have improving to do. Like they, There's a couple of pieces of the jigsaw for them with their attacking play that they, they need to fix. And like they were open... Opened by tip, like six seven times, six seven times. Like, geez, you, mm. like I, I know you mightn't be fully off, but you definitely don't like to see that. No, and well, I suppose to go back to the tip point of view as well. Now we'll go back to Waterford, but geez, lads, we'd be, we've all been involved in coaching, and how long are we telling fellas, you know, low the Dublin fellas just be able to take me off to perfection, low <laughs> and uh. You know, the four goals were replicas of each other, weren't they? Bouncing in front of the keeper, low. And Connor Bowes was a replica of Jake Morris's tree. One and one, buried to the corner. Instead of this old hang it in the roof of the net uh, and the goalie loving it. And, and most of those top keepers now being able to save those ones. Um, it just it just goes to show that Beaven's coaching as well. Yeah, I was a better and for that, Dylan. And, and, <laughs> and sir, on that, like, like Dan McCormick could have tapped that ball over the bar in the Both, first half yeah. and would, would have, should have probably, for most people in the stand, they were probably saying, tap it over, tap it over. And in, in she went though, he, he said, yeah, he's on. That, that, that's that coached. Would, that would be Cahill. He'd be coming in. He'd be going for the juggler. Yeah. And if, if supposing the ball was blocked, they'd be all saying, oh, geez, why, why did McCormick take his point? You know, like, yeah. but, but it's hurling is funny, lads. If you if just revert to the Cork game, you turn ball, the good low ball, and high, you know, walk the ball through. The cock two goals came from two long balls into the square, breaking ball, wide up in the net. You no, know, like using your kind of like say Sean O'Leary style, be just in their poaching. But there's a goal, Busang's goal, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, great goal, Busang's goal. It was a throwback yeah. goal. Yeah, to like, there, there was not, there was no scientific approaches. They were probably hit, hit for points, really. Like, if there'd been great scores, points, but like, it just shows you that. There's still room for a ball in around the square because most of the time in the breaking ball you have a great chance of a goal, especially off the ground, which most people they don't do now really off the ground. It's, it's, it's nearly yeah, but, it, yeah, but Cyril, what, what Dale was talking there, you, 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 Cork definitely had it as well. Like for the first goal, the Patrick Power got like just before that play, Conor Cahillan, there was an easy point for the taking. Yeah, and he went, he went to go and get the goal, and it just got recycled. And in the first half, Patrick Power had an easy point for the taking, and he and he played the ball inside. It, it, it didn't come off. Definitely, definitely in Cork and Tip, there is definitely a goal mentality being spoken about, and they are hunting them. But more, I, 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 more so than the other teams. Yeah, but I think TJ, they're thinking, they're kind of planning for Limerick because if, if you're going playing Limerick in the morning, saying in the parting game, semi final or final, in a knockout game, yeah, to me, you have to get goals to beat Limerick because Limerick are quite content to walk the ball out and get 27 to 35 points from out the field. So you're going mm. to need a few goals. You can see they're thinking like they are thinking right and they are going. There's no doubt about it. Galway down here or caught down against Galway. They kept walking the ball through, got a few goals, missed a few. But like they, were, they were creating goal chances the whole time, the more than tip the last night. But when you do that in the league, 
it'll be tempting to say if, if Waterford play uh, tip and Waterford next it, you'll find that there won't be that much space for Jake Morris. That mightn't happen again. Because Tide, like, Tide like, would be sitting a bit deeper. No, I'd say so. Yeah, they'd be forewarned, like, you know, just with that feeling. Well, I, you know, sir, and I'm not disagreeing with you now because getting goals, but I think there was also, I came out of Ennis yesterday, about a half an hour drive back, and I thought there was an element of, you go back to the semi-final last year where Galway went at Limerick in terms of taking it into the middle and a shootout, right? From distance, yeah. distance shooting. There was two goal chances yesterday. Galway buried theirs and David Reedy was very unlucky. You know, Ian Murphy did well to get a touch on it off the post and, and cleared. There was no other shot at goal in that match yesterday. And I, for me, it was a setup by both counties for playing Limerick. That, yeah, that Galway yeah. nearly beat Limerick last year. They didn't convert. If you go back to that, the stats in that were Limerick converted more from the middle, TJ. Yes, I thought there was an element of that involved yesterday. I think Clare did a little bit of that as well in both matches, Munster and, and in Ennis, where they made it into a battle in the middle with the big men, you know, the Conlans, the David Fitzgeralds, the, the, the Davy Max, all these guys, they're able to maybe mix it with those big Limerick men and said, look, don't worry about goals. We, we'll take our shots, let them take their shots and hopefully we can come out on top because... If you try and walk it in against Limerick, lads, it, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work with the Sean Finns and the Barry Nashes and the Hannon sitting deep. For me, I, I thought yesterday there was two teams getting ready for Limerick. Clare will definitely play Limerick, obviously. And Henry has to think down the line, if he's going to win in All-Ireland, he'll have to beat Limerick. So I, well, I thought there was an element of that in it. Yeah, well, you see, everyone is assuming like Limerick are the benchmark and they're so far ahead, but everything, everyone is assuming that Limerick are going to march through everything. And like, while it, while it looks like that now, and TJ has them back there, it looks a good triple, like, you know, but <laughs> like to win the three, because they are going for the league, there's no doubt about it, compared to last year. Their, their teams are strong, and even the new lads coming on, there's a Brian lad there playing corner on a song through tennis to college, wing four, he's a good hurler, you have young Hulan, but there's other lads there, as a Copland fella, and there's a fella there, TJ, I don't want to see O'Connor, I saw him last year with Juela first year, I, maybe he's injured, Jesus, he was a, they're all talking about O'Neill and these guys, but this guy was son, yeah, yeah. No, Connor, yeah, 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 yeah. This, this, guy was actually... as, this guy was good as ending, TJ, wherever he's gone to, maybe he's injured, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have they have a lot of talent and they're, they're natural hurlers. Like to be fair, they're well ahead of the posse. There's no doubt about that. And it's it's up there. What else to try to get there? There might have been an element of that, TJ, that Lohan and Shefflin are planning for that game that they that they, they know they're going to try and have to beat them. And it's very possible. And I suppose. It's two tier. Like you, you, like in Lohan's case, he's definitely going to be playing him at some point. And what you're saying about Henry, he might meet him in order to win in All Ireland. But I suppose you can't get hung up on that either. I, no. I, my, rever my reverse point to you would be, you're saying maybe in the championship, Tig would sit a lot deeper, or let's say that Galway might go. Like I, I would have thought from your structure's point of view, and let's say, like even bringing in different players, fitting into your game plan perfectly, executing that well. Now, right? Surely to God in preparation for what you're doing down the road. Like, you can't have one plan for Limerick and then you're trying to execute that plan against a different opposition. Like, it's it's, it's a strange one and one that, they, that, I suppose, those teams have to work out for themselves. Like, hmm. in Cork's case, they're not going to play Limerick possibly in the last, well, unless they meet in the league in, in, in the last round. Like, D Davies' first game is against Limerick. Will he be sitting tied to Burka an awful lot deeper and going against some of the stuff that they've been doing in the league? I suppose that's that's probably what he says. That's why we need the four weeks to make sure that we're bang on for this. And then, if you have a plan that works in the first round of the championship against Limerick, and you're kind of 
you're nearly there, you have it and you're happy with it, does that plan then work against the next opposition or do you, are you kind of back to square one? Are you kind of a little bit all over the place? Whereas what we do know with, I suppose, maybe some of the coaches like, let's say, Barcelona or Paul Canerk or whatever it is, right? They basically have plan A. This is our plan. This is the way we play, right? And basically plan B is to try and make plan A better effectively. <laughs> they just stick with the plan like us. A plus. A plus, yeah. A plus. <laughs> Marco, I, I thought there was an element of that yesterday. Maybe I'm wrong. I, Eamon Foody and Anna Murphy had nothing to do there. Collect a few long balls that went too long and puck out the ball outside of the two goal, That's the clear goal chance and the Galway goal. And I thought, Mark, that the definitely is an eye ahead into into what was coming down the line. Maybe but that's I'm wrong. The, yeah. we'll the match against between Limerick and Galway, mm. the Limerick, thought, Limerick played well, but they never took one shot at goal at that's all. Right. And they were completely on top. Never shot at goal. Like, you know, it's it's what you were saying, it's back to your, they scored from outside. We actually wound up in the first half, Galway, with two sweepers, and they were looking up at the ball going over the bar because the boys were bypassing from outside. The, you know, Kyle Hayes, these lads, just scoring from 75, 70 yards out. Tap up Where? the boys. No, no shot at goal. But they, but they didn't do that in the Iron semi-final last year. They engaged them in the middle. Oh, they, oh yeah. They didn't engage. On the half back line, like, so that's, yeah. that, that's what I'm saying. Like that, that. And I hear what you were saying as well, TJ, but with, you have to have another plan, but I think most teams know the normal way to play, if you know what I mean, with maybe three inside, two inside. You know, I, I, think, I think they're quite comfortable reverting to that. But I, I got a feeling yesterday... I never saw goalies as underworked as yesterday in terms of pucking out was the most yeah. we spoke about. I mean, Eamon Foody could do nothing about the Whelan goal, brilliant goal, and then, Murphy got a great touch you, to the, the other one. But you'd have to say, Anthony, both Clare and Galway, I think it, it's quite obvious that neither of the two of them have any interest in getting to the latter stages of the league. They both believe in their own panels that they are good enough to beat Limerick on any given day. The mistake I think that possibly they could make is that the, the, the I think the chasing pack is improving all the time. I think Cork will be better this year. I think Tipperary will be better this year. You can put all your eggs into the one basket thinking that is Limerick. And, and Limerick are still the favourites, there's no doubt about that. But the chasing pack, and Selwyn mentioned it earlier on, you couldn't pick the other two teams that'll come out of Munster at this moment no. in time. Um and like we saw with Kilkenny last year when they got to the All Ireland final, they went and they gave Limerick a belly full of it. They put him to the Pinata Collar. So I think you can be concentrating all you like on, on Limerick on any one given day. But the chasing pack, Anthony, are pretty good as well. So, mm. you know, it's going to be an interesting championship. There's no doubt about it. But at this moment in time for the league, it's obvious there's a couple of teams who want to win the league and the rest of the teams are using it as a preparation. Yeah, yeah. And so, Justin Award for point of view, Davey said that he said it in his interview afterwards in today's paper. You can read it. Um, that, you know, basically maybe some tactics are not suited for some teams. And I'd say we're going to see a change of tactics there. We might see it against Kilkenny. That's the last match, I think, next week. Um, you might see it there. Be no interesting one, one to go and see to, to yeah. see is there is there a change in emphasis. Yeah, well, I I say what you you're right. Knowing him, he he won't want to show it in the league. He he'd have a now he's he be doing what TJ is saying. He'd have a plan for Limerick if Walter were good enough. He'd also have a different plan, say for clear or for playing say tip or that. You know what I mean? He'd have yeah. different now that, but the team has to be still good enough to do it. But he be he be for he'd be adventurous in the sense that he'd try it. You know what I mean? He'd be up to different tactics for different teams and definitely knowing him like. He wouldn't try. He he tried to win the league matches, but he wouldn't want to be. He won't want to show too much either, because like 
Like he'd he'd be into the tactics. He loves modern. Say he he'd call it. I'd say you're playing a sweeper. He'd say six plus one. And it could be six plus two. So that's two sweeps. You know, <laughs> different terminology. You know what I mean? But it's yeah. still it's still loading the backs. But like knowing him, he'll he'll be up for it. Like, but you have to have the players as well. Like and yeah, we were loading them like, here last year around now. <laughs> Rome yeah. Marks, like six weeks old, we were saying, Jesus, lads, they, yeah. are they the team that could take down Limerick for three in a row? And are they good enough, I wonder? I mean, look, there's no doubt. Yeah. Individual talent-wise, Prunty was having a good game. He honestly twinged it. Caelan Lines, like, what a Rolls Royce he is. Yeah, he was. has proven it. A lot of good players, like, but uh, is there something missing? Well, well yeah. No. But, well, sure, there is something missing until everyone wins. Yeah. Like, in Galway, there's something missing until the one dollar. Now it is missing. Like, you have to win, saying cock. Which which have a lovely team again. Until the win, they'll be saying, "Well, there's a bit of steel lacking." You know what I mean? That's that's going to be the way until you win. Like in Limerick, are the, like at the moment they're the benchmark, and everyone has to get up there. But but you still have to play your own kind of type of game as well. Like you know, it's it's yep. it's not it's not easy, like because it's a great competition. Tis tis took and look at from from um, a tip point of view. What I liked was I liked Ryan O'Mara at full back. Yeah. I think he's a, he's a real player, lads. And, and to be able to play a centre wing or full is some bonus for a defender to have. I liked bringing back out in the half-back line. Thought he brought a great aggression out there. I like Shemi Kennedy at wing-back. That's his best place, I think. And Rowan Amahar, I thought, outstanding. Yeah. And then Young Stakelham was really coming on midfield, lads. He's, he looks a player that's well up to this level. And Noel McGrath, lads, is playing with an aggression that I've never seen from Noel. I, I always love watching Noel. He's... Stick man runs the game in lots of ways, and tragically, uh, J- Jason Ford is, is 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 playing supreme altogether. Like his touch is unreal, isn't it? He's only getting a run for a few minutes in as well. <laughs> yeah, but he'll be on the championship. Team, I will. Uh, he will. Uh, he will. Even though Gerard O'Connor is a fair detail as well. No, he's, he's a good tough operator. Like yeah, you know, he looks like the real deal as well. He's a workhorse as well. He, he has played Alan Tynan in every game as well. So he. He's putting his own stamp on that. You know, we wouldn't have said probably this Saturday or Alan Tynan would play every league game to this point. We wouldn't have said that. We'd have said he'd give a look at him because he'd great value on him as a minor and, and 20. But he'd hardly play every game. But he seems to have settled on him in, as a wing forward that he likes, that brings that doggedness, that can go out into that middle tortage and, and just bring that aggression. And, and, and they are building around that. Now, look, the big thing as well also, we have to remember, and our thoughts are with him as well because he's been through the... Is Shami, Shami yeah. the knee and fingers crossed. I suppose they'll know by today. Uh, it's not, not so fingers crossed. It's not because Jeannie Mackey, he has in the whole pile of years left. And what a player he has been, what a captain, what a you know, what a leader for them. And uh, looked looked very sharp actually. Uh, brought a brilliant save from Billy Nolan with with two jinx before he took the shot. Um, so hopefully, from Shami's point of view alone, uh, and his club's point of view, and tip like I suppose that that Shami's okay. Yeah, I suppose it's, it's still worth mentioning as well, even though we're here kind of talking about Tip really positively and maybe a little question mark or two about Waterford. Like, up to the sending off, like, Waterford had worked themselves back into it nicely. It was, seemed like they had gone a point up. They were bubbling. It's difficult to know. Like, Tip's stick passing, basic skills, really, really, really good. Whereas you could say Waterford was a little bit off. But Yeah, just on that stage, it was 14. At the sending off, it was 14 wides to two. Yeah. And a right. few goals missed on either side now. Yeah, I suppose and, that's, you know. that's, that's fair. That's fair. No, the, like, t- t- Tip looked better, but they were after working themselves back into it. And look, it's, it's, it's hard to know. I, I do agree with you about Waterford. There are, there's, there's question marks there about, like, does he have the stuff to do it? And even, I'm just wondering in the conversation afterwards with Davey and Liam, uh, Marco sent me a good caption this morning. He, he, he felt it was around 
uh, Davy was inviting Liam for a drink, and Liam said he would just go for one. I think he said. <laughs> <laughs> and we only have the one now. There's a smile on his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But lads, you have to be careful. Like we're all in time to judge the team on their last performance. And while Tip looked very good yesterday, like yeah, you know, oh, no. in the terms, they may not be as good at all. Like they look good and they're being talked up. But they're kind of being talked up, and like it, they could get a rock in the championship that could fall. You know what I mean? It's it's tough. Right. Just at, the at the moment, sir, the old guard oh, yeah. are back. It's tipping cork. It's tipping yeah, cork. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. And so Kilkenny, are, Kilkenny are never far away. So like you know, oh. <laughs> well, I suppose sir, about Limerick. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a potential for tipping Limerick in the semi final of the league. Knows that, that that's what's really? looking very, yeah. very, very, very possible. Like, but we'll, we'll yeah. see what happens next week. Yeah, so you'd probably learn a lot, lot more. And I would say from Liam Cahill's point of view, that'd be a game that he mightn't mind having a go at either in terms of finding out where where, where some of that team is. Because I'd say his six forwards now is definitely in the melting pot. There's a good few fellas who can play and trying to find his correct yeah. mix. That's his challenge, I think, over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. But- the mix, the mix is the big thing. They, they, they yeah, together. It is, it is. And lads, um, the old article there Saturday, I said if there's, if there's to be a shock at the weekend, uh, Wexford at five to one, I thought it was a little bit of value. I thought their senior players, obviously Lee Chin, where number 17 played, and um, Matt O'Hanlon. Yeah, Matt O'Hanlon, and uh, he went off injured, so did Conor McDonald. That's the big worry for them, sir, because the panel is tidy, like, in terms of but. Uh, as they played so well for so long, I know Cork, you know, you wouldn't say it was a Cork team that would probably line out in the championship, but, the, you know, on Downey and, and Joyce were up the middle and, and you know, um, Kingston on the freeze did well. And, and there's a lot to come back in. I mean, Jesus, you're reading Pat Ryan this morning to frighten you if that's to come back in, but a 12 room trend and Corky ring yesterday morning, Marco. But you still, you're winning matches, Mark, which you probably mightn't have been winning last year in some ways. Um, that, that looked very unlikely. I will say this, Wexford. You, you, I'd be delighted for Darren now that they turned up for him because it was such an embarrassing defeat at home to clear. Yeah. And they did turn yeah. up. They did. The big men turned up. And, and there's character in those guys. Davey showed that when he was there. There is real character in the the O'Keefe's and the O'Hanlon's and the Chins and the McDonald's, all these guys. Um, but yet Cork eked out the win. And, and uh, Jamie Harnley had a fair lot to do with that last goal. Being in, I think there was an awareness, lads, from the guy that let the ball in. I'm not sure which of them let it in. It might have been the keeper even. Um, there's a keeper that Shamey's in there uh, he'll break it at least and he did and and, and Busang and, and it, they probably only needed a point to win it and yet the goal uh, came and, and yeah. that's a kind of a throwback well, cork, isn't it? Yeah I suppose a couple, a couple of things Anthony um, we mentioned the la- on the last part actually that the fact that Clare had, had embarrassed Wexford down in their own home patch that I thought the Wexford would come with all guns blazing the fact that Chin was named as a sub and Matthew O'Hanlon was named as a sub and then they started him, you know, I thought it showed a bit of intent in, in one hand that they weren't showing their hand and then when it came to the match, they had a seriousness about them that they were they were smarting from the clear game and then to go into a very strong lead, six points to no score up and you were kind of wondering then from a court point of view who's going to carry the fight to them and I'd have to say we've seen this now five or six times from Cork this year that they've gone behind, they've gone out of games for 15 minutes, and then they start to come and claw their way back in. And I think that proves that they have a good bit of spirit in the team. They have a desire to win matches. Now, in terms of getting over the line, there's an element of the goals won the matches for them at the end of the day. Um, that was the first one to 
get, you know, Paddy Power probably had a bit of luck about it, but it was a long ball and he got a flick to it, you know. And I think I did mention earlier on in the in this in the season that I felt the Cork would play a more direct style of game. And I think that's what they will continue to do. They have a couple of big men, and Paddy Power was very good yesterday, but like you have the likes of Dalton and you have a Hanley that they have an outlet if they want to go along. And I think that is something that Cork will look at as well. But there's a huge amount of injuries <coughs> in the background. We have a fair idea that Mark Cohen probably won't play this year. Tim O'Mahony is struggling, I would say. They're hoping that he'll be back for championship. The likes of the Dara Fitzgibbon and the Pat, Patrick Horgans and other guys. Yeah, there is a fair amount of stuff on the line, but judging from what people... I, I was, didn't see the match yesterday, and I was travelling in the ferry, and I was watching the, the, the Irish game, but from speaking to a couple of people who were at the game, they said the big, the big difference was with Hannity... You did watch. I know you watched one rugby match already this year, Anthony. I don't know what you, you and you will definitely be watching next Saturday's game. Just to let you know, it is on in the Aviva. We are playing for the Triple Crown and we're playing against England. So I'd watch. I'd watch against England. You you nearly watched that one just about. But, um, yeah. I think Hannity and and like when I looked at the team on Friday night, the one word that stuck out to me was inexperienced. Right. So there was there was a huge amount of inexperience on the line and on the team. Right. And to me, the fact that they were able to get over the line with that panel of players, that'll do their confidence and power good. These guys have been given an opportunity, and I think any of the lads that have been given an opportunity, they'll say, and, and I know the general public are very much behind the management, very much behind the players that are there, and there's a huge positive vibe. But I have to say, I, I think there are bigger games ahead. There are bigger tests ahead. And it would be very foolish to think that you know the Cork are you know back to where they used to be years and years ago. But we are certainly putting down a good marker, I would say, for the future. Yeah, and um, great to see Hanley coming on as well. I know there's a few his future you're talking about there, but it's great like he, what he brings is a, is a, a focal point, a target man. It's unbelievable. I've been always pro Seamus Hannity because I know the work and I know the sincerity. He, he is what, what TJ Reid is to Kilkenny, right? He's not on the freeze, but the amount of punishment that he takes, the amount of ball that he wins in the air, and a very unselfish player as well. He will lay it off. There's a person in a better position than him. He will give it to the opposition. And he has scored an amount of goals for Cock. And I'm delighted for him because there would have been there would have been a few people around the place last year who would have said that he was coming to the end and was he going to be involved in Pat Ryan's team this year? Like Pat has given him every opportunity to get himself right. I know that the, the, the club matches from the week previous was a huge help. He went to any played a junior league match uh, for his club. So, you know, a fella like Hannity, you know, he needs to be minded at the end of the day because what he brings on the day of championship. And you go back last year down in Welsh Park against Waterford. He was the first person to stick up his hand and bring the fight to Waterford last year. And that saved Cox season last year. So, you know, and, and look, there are other players other than Shamey as well that we come into the mix. But Mark, Mark does, he, does, he, does, he, does he get an awful leather in the junior league in Cork? I know he's club is small, St. Ida's, but <laughs> I don't think I ever played a junior league match. Like, does he get an awful <laughs> Timburn? Like, you can imagine there won't be too many inter-county all-stars playing the junior league, like. I'll tell you now, when, when Shamey is playing for St. Edith, it's a bit like Gallop and the Champ running against Getaway Queen. You just won't see him. He'll be gone. You won't even have a chance to catch him. You can want to be gone. 
You can imagine there's a few merchants in there. <laughs> yeah. But Mackie, their defence is definitely structurally coming together as well. They're definitely hardier back there in Cork. You can see it. I know, I know, to touch on your inexperienced piece, they could have coughed up one or two silly goals by just poor execution of passes, right? But other than that, like, they, they were celebrating turnovers, a lot to like about them as well. And, like, there's no doubt that coming from behind and winning games, which they've done a good few times now in 2023. A good few that, times this year now. That, 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 that does an awful, lot for, an awful lot for the belief and an awful lot for the mentality and kind of helping everybody to buy into this is working. But we tend to talk about attacks and scorers. But I just think from Cork's point of view, one of the biggest problems, they could always score. Right, uh, one of the problems they've had in the last couple of years is getting the centre of their defence nailed down, yeah. and 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 the defence in general. And to me, there's definitely shoots there to say, look, do you know what? That what they have here as a collective, this is going to work. Mm-hmm. TJ, he's a real deal, like uh, Joyce. <laughs> for a six, they've been crying out for a six, a natural Unreal. six for so long. He is done. Yeah. He is. Yeah, he's and better he's going to get like. Yeah, fact. Fact, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and your man Downey, young, young, young Downey's going well to a really fullback. Yeah, really impressed with him. I, I, I just think they might have something found there as well. You no, know, in, in, like if they can, if they could fix three and six, and and, and we know agreed if six fixed, this yeah, looks like it's going six. to work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just, I, I think it's, it's a big plus for them. Yeah, I just, I own has played really well in the league so far, but I still think you need to be testing yourself. Against we say, know what's coming down the track. We are going to be, we're in a league semi final, you know, possibly against Kilkenny. I'd like to see Downey on an own code, you know, to see how we'd fare on him. You, you, you take a an Aaron Galan or you take a Shamie Callan or a Bonner Mayer. I think the jury was still probably out and on. He's done fine, done really well. And I'd say the selectors are thrilled with him, but I'd like to see him coming up against, we'd say, one of the more fit, formidable forwards in the game at the moment. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it's still all positive, though. Yeah, you're you're right. Look at your, oh, yeah. we're the same as Tip. We can talk all we want, like yeah. you know. But um, you'll be ultimately judged. Um, I think when I came into the Clare panel first, I remember Sir Lyons uh, was one of the older, and he was still there. Thank God when we won the All Ireland. That this was late eighties. Saying lads, ultimately, I'm going to be judged on the 29th of May. That tell you when there was a proper system in place, and we played the Munster yeah. Championship first round. On the, on the 29th of May, but but it rung in my head all my career. I'm going to be judged on what I produce in the yeah. summer championship hurling, and that's that's the ultimate. I'd like to say the conditions weren't brilliant now, and um, and the no. bar, the bar was very greasy, and the skill level was probably wasn't as, as probably fluid as as it has been so far. And they didn't play great against Westmead now either. So like the fact that they're qualified next week. Means that the game is is a, is a dead rubber in some respects, like you know. So, yeah. I think I think we'll know a lot more come the semi final. That would be my view now at the moment. Okay, and Cyril, just from a Wexford point of view, good performance. They were good for a long yeah. time, but I, you know, sixty-seven and a half minutes. They got a sixty-five to put them three ahead. You you'd say then that if it was nailed, Cork went straight down the field after it was put wide and got a point, and there was a point game, one point game. And they'd quickly level before they got the goal. But for me, if they'd got the 65, I think Lee, Lee, and he was good enough on the freeze. Now, he, I think he got, oh, I can't, can't see there, he got eight or nine in here. But um, it's just that it's hurting them for a long time, isn't it? In, yeah, well, see, that. Anthony, he's a good free taker, yeah. but he's not a natural free taker, if you know what I mean. And there's a big difference. Like, you know, a good free taker, when he goes up to take the free, he gives the whole crowd the feeling he's going to score. You know, it's it's nailed. Yeah. 
Whereas a kind of a lad that's that's good at them but not natural, you're just it, it, it's on the day more or less, like you know. But Wexford kind of redeemed themselves because they were terrible against Clare. The only thing against Clare was three or four of the goals. The backs had the ball coming out and were deep, were turned over, and the ball went back up in the net. Now they had the big guns back and like the the they put a bit of pride back into the jersey game, which which were going to do. Like Cock were kind of on a hiding to nothing in the sense that they were expected to win. They had a kind of a, a newer team out again, like trying the new lads. Now when I say new, they're all very good hurlers, like they're all into hurling. And like uh, like Wexford will feed that that that, that Darig will feed that one. They should have won that one. But at, at the same time, going up the road from from Parker Key to be in far better form than the world than the world after Clare beat them out mm-hmm. the gate. And what I love to see yesterday was the ball the, the ground when the ball broke. Little flick on the ground and a flick into the back of the net. It's nearly a forgotten art because most walkers yeah. now he'll try to go down, rise it, and then the likes of TJ be full back and he'd bury him out the side, outside the other side of the post. Like, and it's fair game, but like the cock, the, the, the new guy, the new, like he gave no chance to attack him, just a little flick. Lovely, lovely goal. Like, okay, a, yeah. a typical cock goal, really. Like, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a big, a big game um, in Salt Hill, sir, in the um, Wexford Galway in, in oh. the Barcelona Championship. Yeah, very, very, very big. And like, uh, in Wexford, if Wexford have everyone, they'll be very hard to beat. But it's a, it's a game, TJ, that Galway have to win. They have earmarked yeah. that, that they have to win. Like, if you look at their league game, they've lost the two home games, which, which is unusual since they won the two away ones. But like, sure, definitely, yeah. uh, the Wexford one is, is very, very, it's bigger than a game, if you know what I mean. It's, 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 it's probably it'll probably define Galway's season. They might look at that. I think that's the way it's going to be. Do they prefer to play elsewhere? Sorry, just to tip back to Galway for a second than Salt Hill. Like I mean, the wide open spaces yeah. of Ennis yesterday seemed to suit the forwards in the second half. I know Mark now still hasn't come to terms that Ennis is a big, big pitch. Doesn't seem like it because the crowd is on top of you. But uh, they seem to just be able to move the ball better yesterday in yeah, the well, big like- space. Yeah, the pitch was good. Now you'd have to say that yesterday. This is very good. Like, and Galway had their strongest team out yesterday. That's another thing. Like, you know, yeah. like, and teams yeah, and weren't as strong. But to see, as as TJ know there from being involved with St. Thomas, is like the, the the general public in Galway and the hurlers in Galway would much prefer to be playing in Athlone. Right. They don't. They don't treat Pierce Stadium as their home ground. Like in Innes, as you say, clear treat that well. You don't win in Innes. The tip of Torles, uh, Limerick have the Gaelic grounds, Park and Park keep. But we have Pierce Stadium, but the holders haven't accepted it. No more than the footballers, they still look on Tume as their home. Go, the Galway holders will be looking on, you know, teacher tell you that Royal Band is so not, not Pierce Stadium. So there is that little thing there, like, you know, look, look the stadium is a big pitch, but they definitely, they'll be playing Wexford in it, they'll be big crowded. And like, to me, it's a much, it's a must win game for Galway. You know, Jesus, I remember playing uh, in the late nineties. We had a huge support, and and obviously Galway were strong as well. And in Athlone, was it? In Athlone, Motor, Jesus, I was marking Fergie Healy, and he was only young and coming up. And I, but I knew him, sure, but I knew him from a great minor on twenty one. And and um, at one stage, I, I said to him, the match was only on five minutes. I suppose and there wasn't they got a lot of goals the same day. We hurled okay, but they got goals and beat us. But uh, I said, Jesus, Fergie, look at your man above in the tree. <laughs> He was he'd climbed this tree and he was out in a branch. That'll tell you the absolute he couldn't obviously take the massive crowd, but but a fantastic yeah. atmosphere with it full and everyone down the top of you. At at an Ryan County semi final day, sir, it was an unbelievable occasion in it's it's, yeah, it is. Yeah. That's that's where the boys would, would that's where the hurlers would like to play now. You know what I mean? I know it isn't on there, but they don't look at Pierce Stadium as the as the holy grail, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Pierce Stadium like would be a, worth a lot of money as prime um Salt Hill uh, land in Salt <laughs> oh. Hill, sir, wouldn't it? <laughs> if you... Meg, it's, that, you're back you're back in confetti land again, like you know, to be mega, 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 you know. <laughs> yes. And you could do a right job in Athenry, you know. Well you could <laughs> do right. Well 
there's a wall there and that's right around the pitch and you can't touch it it's a hard it's a hard thing to do it's it's uh what, what do you call it it's, it's preserved so preserves it yeah yeah, not yeah. Allowed to you touch a couple of good you had a couple of good county councillors up there one time that were able to <laughs> fix things like that <laughs> lads um we all expected i guess uh after the the, the first half no show against tipperary that the cats uh, at home in Nolan Park against the Dubs would come roaring back, and you know, few raised eyebrows when the team was picked. You know, Parik Walsh back, uh, corner back, um, Paddy Deegan wing forward, um, my fantasy captain Billy Drennan playing every game and hitting the freeze, and yeah, you know, but they delivered. The uh, they, they delivered. They delivered. Um, big time, like didn't they? Deegan, I think three from play. Uh, Drennan, 13 altogether, but five from play slowly, but surely now the belly hail by his own Cody, 2-2. No sign of Adrian Mullen yet, but uh, you'd be thinking that they are getting stronger. Uh, you'd be happy enough Ling last night. Michal won't be too happy now. They didn't really perform. He was complaining a bit about not getting a few more frees, but yeah. that's, 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 and we'll all feel like that, I suppose, when things go wrong. But they're just over aligned on Donald Burke. That's just the reality. They need running his back so quickly. It's unbelievable. But Donald Burke, again, was savage. You know, he's, he's, he's a great forward, really. But the Cats, lads, they'd be happy, I'd say, probably will be in the semi final. They don't mind that. They know they've probably two very winnable fixtures in the championship. And if, if we can go on yesterday, they'd probably have Dublin's measure as well. So that, Probably be looking at being in the tree for definitely <laughs> and possibly in the final. So, no matter what we say about Cody gone, they're still in a, in a nice position, aren't they? But tragically, they did what Kilkenny do. They, they, they ate them up and chewed them out and spat them out and walked mm. them and talked them. They did everything, like, you know. And again, like, they were they were moving the ball well. The pass, but, but they were hitting it long when they had to need to be hit long. I mean, it was short, it was short. But their the, the eye for scores, unreal. Typical Kilkenny forwards. If they get a chance to score, they're going to score, and that's what they did yesterday. They only had a, they had a few wise, but very, very little compared to Dublin. They were just they were way more physical and kind of up for the game a lot more and hunted in packs. To me, like they were like the old Kilkenny. Mm-hmm. He'd yeah, be happy, yeah. Mark. Uh, Drennan, Drennan is a real find, isn't he? Well, we all knew that after the twenties final last year that he was the real dealer. I know, but with Dela, you can have you can be a very good on the race player, and you might bring your form through. And I mentioned we we played in the, the golf classic down in Gilmoy at the start of the year, and he's put on about eight or ten kgs since he started training with the senior team. So. And, and I, I was laughing at Hoagie there when he was on after the first league, but he's still one of the smallest forwards we have. I said, Jesus, the, the rest of them must be some size, but he's a very good player, in fairness, and he's a throwback to, you know, the old style, great hand, great first touch, and knows what the posts are. And he has really stepped up, Anthony, into the role. I suppose, I would be presuming that when TJ Reid would come back and he will be hauling, that he'd be on the freeze. But Billy Drennan's confidence must be really, really high. And that, to me, is the biggest part of what the management are doing for him, is that he is, has been central to the way they've performed. He's got a huge amount of scores. And I'd say he, you know, you would be pencilling him in as a starter in the championship. Parry Welch going back, Connor back, was a bit of a surprise to me, I would say. But I'd say Derek Ling would be happy where he's at at the moment. I, am I right in saying they're playing water from the last league match now as well? Yes. Um, there'll be a fair bit of sting in that now, I'd expect, because whoever wins yeah. that, am I right in saying, gets to the semi-final? So, well, I think like, Cork, 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 Cork,
I think Waterford's chance is gone to get into the semi-final, is it, mathematically? Is it? I think pretty much, yeah. I, I suppose, um, Mark, touching Kilkenny, like, we, we were probably judging them by extremely high standards. Like, they still, under Cody, even though they didn't win the All-Ireland, sir, they were still winning Leinster Championships, right? Yeah. They were in the Ireland final last year. Yeah, only, only beating the puck. Like, they were beating very little in the All-Ireland, and all of a sudden done, like, you know. Yeah, Derek Lee, 120s, and uh, Billy Drennan uh, jumped into the forward, and then you got the Belly Hale um, contingent coming back, like, which is huge, best club team. Unbelievable. Dello, I suppose one of the things... Yeah, I'm, I'm wrong on that, TJ, before you go on. Uh, just sorry. Yeah. Check, it's five points and six points, so whoever wins, Mark, you're right. Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll go to a draw with Duke Kinney, but... Draw with Duke Kinney, that's right. Yeah, draw with Kinney. Do you have a bit of a slap off that? Dello, is Derek I, I Ling looking? I can go with Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Derek Ling looking at the possibility of uh, Parik Walsh being the Barry Nash type role, possibly in terms of getting ready for two up top, and that he's the guy who's kind of a touch of a playmaker, and that he could play that role to perfection? He'd be ideal for it. Yeah, I know Mikey I, Butler and Hugh Lawler there as well yesterday. So um, it was Conor Delaney fullback and Tommy Walsh, the, uh, the other play, the other Tommy, um, yeah. obviously. <laughs> That Tommy stayed going for long enough. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe he's he's going to be the ball playing uh, distributor. Um, be an interesting um, concept because he's well able to do that, as we know, been playing centre forward for most of the last couple of years. Correct. Yeah, so, he's, he, you could play him anywhere, really. You know. Good. Yeah, the Dobbs lads. It's just a work in progress, I suppose. He he, he will. I, we've said it on the show a few times. Um, it's just a work in progress, like, and he's going to get time, Michal. He has to get time. You know, Matty, between COVID and everything else, stuck to what he thought would deliver a Leinster title for him. And they weren't a mile away the, the, the year the two boys had to cry off in, before the Leinster final. They were really going well at that stage. And, and uh, so he had to do a, a kind of a rebuild. And then with, with Rush and O'Callaghan and Crummy walking away, it, it's a tough ask uh, for them. They're probably outside of the tree at the moment, but their record against Wexford is good over the last good few years. And um, they'll still fancy that, like, if they can beat Wexford, uh, that they could. Now, last year, they were even out on the scoring difference, remember. But um, will they be capable of beating Westmead and Antrim enough? Or Antrim will be yeah. sticky wicket, I presume. They have been for them, like, you know. Where is the Antrim match, Anthony? I think it, it, it's in Belfast, I think, sir. So it could be, I think, no, I could be wrong. And I actually fecked up on Saturday in my column saying this match was on a parallel because someone had said to me that Dublin, there'll be a huge crowd now for the Dubs will come out to see Kilkenny, you know. And uh, I said, Parnell, he has to make it a fortress. So my, my piece about that was actually up my arse. I have to say, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, Larry, why didn't you have a good look at that when I sent it in? He trusts you. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, look, at they are relying kind of on maybe on Denny Sutcliffe coming back and still doing it. I mean, how many years on? 13, 12, 13, he came onto the setup, you know. So, um, lucky to have Burke, but if anything happens to him, TJ, they're in trouble. Big time, yeah. He's, he's kind of scoring stats are unbelievable, aren't they? So, he's a key forward, which is obviously a good plus for him to have. Yeah, it's hard to know. Like, I thought and felt maybe over the last five or six years that their minors and under-20 teams were definitely getting better and that they were producing a better type of player. Like, so I they just weren't don't... as good, though, uh, Tej, as... They, like, they weren't threatening to win. Yeah. You know, whereas I will say totally, when I went there, 
the Johnny McCaffrey's and the Tomas Brady's and all these, the Joey Bolands, they're all won Leinster minors and Leinster 21s, you know. Yeah, but if I if I go if I go back to the one, the first one, the Cork one, Mark, um beating Dublin, I thought that that Dublin team played oh, quite well. Very good. Yeah. Played yeah, quite well in the good, final. Very good team. Very good team, yeah. I I just felt that maybe I said maybe not winning all Ireland, but I, I got the feeling that and even no, like as you know, like Kilmacud Croaks under fourteen are as good as what's in the country, and there's a lot of clubs with loads and loads of numbers. And I suppose in the GA, us rural people give out about two things, right? We've no money and we've no numbers. You know what I'm saying? Whereas they have that in abundance, so it doesn't that that just doesn't guarantee the argument either that if you have those two. But I I did get a sense for a while that their minors and twenties were better than they had been in the past, and that you would see a gradual improvement. And I'm just a little bit dubious about that now. Yeah, well, TJ, mm. I think there's a few, you're right, not just saying, but there's a few of them guys injured now, young person, these guys are hard going to yeah. I just thought Saturday evening as well that uh, Dublin weren't ready for the, or the, they weren't ready for the physicality of Kilkenny. Like, Kilkenny don't change. Once they're on the jersey, they're very, very physical and kind of, you know, if you're, if you're, if your first touch isn't right, you're going to get, they'll get the ball and they'll hit you a rattle every time, you know, going through you. And like, they were doing Dublin, I, I, to me, Dublin weren't kind of fully tuned in what's going to happen. Now, they will be after this, but like, they just weren't kind of, they weren't mean enough. It was like men and boys at times with the way they were being walked on top of. Like, Kilkenny are physical but fair. But that's the way they play. And the, and I'd the say that they had a fair idea, sir, but they just weren't able to cope. Like, because they, they knew Kilkenny yeah. were losing two thirteen to six points against Tip at half time. And yeah. that wouldn't be tolerated down there. And I, I'd say they maybe probably knew it was coming. But Kilkenny, when they're pumped up like that, lads, and yeah. they, they'd absolutely eat you, sir. And that's the, that's the reality yeah, like, of it. And the supporters would be demanding. Up. Down in Nolan Park and the road, yeah, oh, yeah. It's a lot of It's yeah. a hard place to play in anyway. Yeah, yeah. And um, I suppose that the big result of the weekend, lads, really was uh, in Corrigan with Antrim securing their Division One. And I, I think it's fair play to them. I'm, I'm kind of glad for them. I'm not, I'm not against Leash at all. As I said, they're in the John McDonough now. We'll, we'll wish Willie all the best in that as well. Um, and his squad, and they have actually performed a bit better. This year in the league and had, had a couple of cuts. They have been better than last year in that, but absolutely. Antrim really no. have had a goal. You know, they push Dublin to a goal. They give Kilkenny a good bit of it. It's good that they're they're staying up. I think, and they can look forward to Division One hurling again, and really look forward to the Leinster Championship now. Yeah, well, Anthony, the, Anthony, to me, sorry, of the three what, teams that are down with the Westmead, Leash, and Antrim, they certainly are the best of those three teams, and. Even their body shape has changed dramatically, I would say, in the last couple of years. They look way fitter. And they have a couple of great players. Neil McManus has been outstanding. And you mentioned Colin Courtney, I think was his name. He has been brilliant as well for them. So, like Coming. to me, Antrim, Antrim really, really have progressed significantly. And, you know, are they good enough? They're probably not good enough to beat the Galways and, and, and the Kilkenny's. But I think... On any given day underneath that, they might have a right cut off the rest of the teams that are in the Leinster Championship. Yeah, I'd say he'd be licking his lips, TJ, with the thought now of he's safe and he can have a real bang at the Leinster Championship. I, you look at you, you don't see him beating uh, Galway or Kilkenny, probably, but I mean, they'll be looking and saying Westmead drew with Wexford last year. And they have a bit of history with upsetting the dubs, including in my time, <laughs> a big one. Um, so he'll be he'll be he'll be really in good form coming home last night, or more likely today, Darren, I'd say, coming from Belfast. 
Yeah, without a yeah. doubt. And and again, like they looked like obviously we we don't know how strong the wind was, but they said that Leeds played with the wind early on and they put themselves in a good position. But yeah, the well. goal, yeah, the goal McManus got brought them back in the game. But then they looked very strong from 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 their home. I, I I agree with you in the Leinster Championship. They will be looking at those couple of fixtures, um, especially the one or two because it's a difficult place to go to for any team up there to get a result. Like so, uh, Championship. It'll be kind of all hands on deck, yeah. And I, I have no doubt that Darren will be pinpointing a couple of those games to say, you know, in, in his mind, kind of say, like, outside chance of a top three here for us. Yeah, 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 outside yeah. chance, yeah. You have to say they have, chance, yeah. they have improved significantly um, and they're safe in the league and they can look forward to Division One hurling. Uh, Perfect, yeah. Game. And that's what, that's what it's all about for them and playing these teams and improving and learning that the level is 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 there. Um. Limerick tanned after the week's holidays while we were dealing with the mini beasts in the east here. Um, Portugal Portugal went well, TJ. You were happy enough with it? I'm led to believe it went very well. And obviously they won the game after coming home and stuff like, look, I think it's kind of part and parcel for a lot of teams to get an old training weekend in. You get a lot of work done uh, while well, you're that's away. Gone. That's gone, TJ. That's the... Well, maybe you go to Clarny or something like that. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, there's, there's only yeah. a few teams going to afford to go to the warm weather training, if you want to say. And like, I saw, and, well, I suppose, Anthony, the big difference is ultimately the Limerick lads are going to America for a few quid. I saw you were in Crow Park a couple of weeks ago. They're trying to get a few quid for your own county board. So, like, there's no doubt Limerick are doing it in style, Taylor. Yeah, we have a sponsor that sells machinery, Mark. Like, we need to, we don't have sports direct. On our jersey, he's like, we, we can't command figures like you can command. So we have to do the odd old gig in Crow Park of a Friday. Yeah, of a Friday. Have, We're not going to New York for four have, nights like your man here. Like, like that's, you, you have a sweet you, you you know, have a, as If money could buy all Ireland's, right, right then <laughs> things, things would change very quickly. The reality is we're blessed with a group of players that are just... Uh, out of the ordinary, once in a lifetime players from every point of view, and we're enjoying we're enjoying the moment. In fairness to John and the boys, they know the targets on their back, and like any champions, Dale, and you'll know this maybe more so than any of the rest of us, right? Is that you know when you win a couple of All Irelands, like you have to work even harder. Like any any of the boys, you read about the golfer at number one or the fellow who's in top position in any sport. He's saying like he had to work really really hard to get there. Right? But once he got there, he had to work harder to stay there. So that's the challenge in any sport. And in fairness to them, that's what they're doing. And Sarah spoke about the younger fellas, and it's hard for them even to get into the first 15 in championship coming around. So that's great. And as I said, from Limerick's point of view, long may it continue. Like we were in the wilderness long enough. If we can get another, another All-Ireland show, wouldn't that be great? So and they have to work took, hard. You took a bit of the 10 to 1 on the triple. And... Um, Cyril would have done a triple back in 87, Cyril, with the Railway Cup, obviously, <laughs> at the time, with, on your own. And hey, the league, that's, and that's, the league, you broke our hearts in that league final. You fecked up a Grand Clare team, 86, 87, uh, and then the All-Ireland. Hey, after losing all the finals in the I know. You'd want to be a brave man to head back, I tell you. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh, I did, they were, coming, they were coming, yeah. that great team. I did, I did. You did, yeah, 10 to 1, I'd like a bit of that. Yeah, I just think that um, the fellas who are getting their opportunity to play in the first 15 at the moment, they, they, they have to make sure they're on their A game because they want to make sure that they're trying to either be in the top 20 or top 25 when it comes round. Because yeah. look, it looks like the squad is competitive enough. Like So I think they'll be pushing on in the league. There's no guarantees with anything in sport, as we know. Who would have thought 
that Liverpool would have beat Man United 7-0 and who would have thought that they would have turned around the week after and get beat? Sport can be strange, lads. When it turns, <laughs> it, can tur- it, 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 it can turn quick. But in fairness, what I would say... Significant forward back as well yesterday, TJ. There was a lot of speculation. Would, would Aaron Gillan feature on the panel or what the story was? That yeah. Was I, he didn't I, go on the holiday with them and he was playing soccer. We were seeing him playing soccer there on the internet the whole time and uh, yeah. came on as a sub yesterday. So he's back. The well man is back. The target man, the free taker, the... Uh, the main man, one of the best forwards in the game. So, I mean, you just at the moment, it's just like all the ducks are in a row. Lynch back, Casey back. Yeah. And it's great to see Aaron Gillan back from a Limerick point of view. Uh, obviously, it's well documented. There was a bit of an incident there around Christmas. Um, I think he's been dealt with in house. They've moved on. Great. Like he's a class hurler. I thought he was in line for maybe hurler of the year at some point last year. Um, so from John's point of view I'm sure he'll be delighted to have all of them back trying to keep them all right now make them all hungry and go at it again I said I heard his interview after the game yesterday he said that they're working really really hard at the moment and as I said looking forward they've Wexford at home now um, the, week, the weekend coming and I said get a result there during the league semi-final so on, on, onwards and upwards the weekend of the 23rd 4th of April uh, isn't too far away all of a sudden no, no, no. That's 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 the reality of it. Marco, is there some waitress moving you around there in the Queen's Hotel? Is there? <laughs> get out! <laughs> get out! I, 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 know, Dela, I, I, I'm like the modern defender now. I must be able to play in about three or four different positions yeah. in a 70-minute in game. So I, 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 I've done the bar, I have done the restaurant, and I've done the second half of the restaurant as well. <laughs> They're going well. I'll tell you one thing: you should consider getting into sports direct and get you get you. Look at that! Ah, Jesus! I tell you, the sun the sun is after coming out here in Cheltenham now, so we're absolutely flying. Well, good ground. The rain good is ground gone. tomorrow. Good ground tomorrow. No, no, it won't. It won't be good ground. We put the we put the heel into it there this morning. So just to let you know, the yeah, going is definitely that. going to be soft tomorrow. Yeah. No, look. Um, Fair play to you anyway for being able to be that flexible that you can join us this morning. We're delighted, uh, even though you haven't seen a match, Harley. You saw a small bit of Saturday <laughs> night's match, but look, we still love your insight. Like, you know, yeah. I saw the, the rugby match, though. He's all right. I saw the rugby, sir. Yeah, he saw the rugby. You got a lot, you got a lot of injuries, Matt. Did you in the rugby? We we couldn't we couldn't get TG Cahar on the Irish on the Stenner line. We tried in fairness now to, to link into it, but we couldn't get it. Yeah, so you were looking just to the big the, the oval ball, yeah. Oval ball, yeah, egg chessers. Uh moving then in, in, in the second division as well, lads. A big win for Kildare. Bit of a statement win, TJ. Uh, yeah. and and now they shoot out with Offley to see who goes to the final and the losers will go to the semi and Kerry, if they beat down who they struggled with last year, um will will go and meet the semi or the losers of that match. That's the way I, I read it anyway. That's right, yeah. Uh, big win for Kildare, Don, and, and I think Stephen Malumphy was interviewed afterwards and he kind of said that they're the next thing to come because underage, strong, structure strong, and a lot of good hurling people, a lot of them maybe not even Kildare born and raised people, but have gone in there, so we know a few of them, you know, and a couple more about that. And uh, we were delighted to have them in Murtis actually last year for a night, um, the mentors, and... There definitely is potential, and David Herity, good guy in the job, uh, took the blow going down, bounced back up, and now are really going well and, and hunting down to get up to Division One. 
Yeah, and, and like there's no doubt about it. To go back to the couple of things we spoke about, uh, infrastructure, underage teams going well the last couple of years, took a couple of scalps. Like, yes. we need that. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Ness is absolutely bombing. Um, so numbers, yeah, may, may, maybe, maybe. Like I said, I think the lads made a point last night about could the county board do a little bit more maybe for hurling there, maybe to give it a little bit more of a push. But definitely making all the right strides. 220, good score. Yeah, they'll be happy. And I suppose, look, maybe to win the league now would be another big plus for them. Like, so putting themselves in a good position. Like, whether they have a semi-final or go straight to the final, might make a huge pile of difference to them. But nice prize and offer here, you know, to try and win that Division 2A, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and look, they, they would have potential to take it on where the other, you know, we across the water from me here, down the road is the ferry and you go across and it's football country when you go across, but then you go down about 15 miles, that's the hurling pocket. Yeah. I know they're doing their best. Trini Pernells have made great ground. So Dr. Crokes and Killarney, stronghold of, of football, obviously probably biggest club in, in Kerry football in lots of ways. Um, and they're trying, but it's harder and Kildare have a real window and Football isn't exactly flying in Kildare at the minute after a promising season last year. So there is a there is a maybe could be a momentum shift there to be hard because a lot of the Kildare people be traditional football people. Yeah, it is hard. It is it's not not about hard. Like what you just like to see is the underage to continuously improve. If 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 they can keep doing that at under 17, under 20 level, keep trying to make an impact in the Leinster Championship there, like that will definitely like I think it has to come through there in order to eventually make its way through to the senior. Yeah, 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 no doubt. Um, and it'll be interesting just to watch that space o- over the next while and, and and see where that goes and can they beat Offaly now, which would be major. Offaly obviously not at their best, but they're going well under Johnny Kelly, so it'll be interesting to see can, can they do that. So, lads, uh, yeah, bit to look forward to. I suppose the big one now, and I, I had to contradict myself there, with Waterford and, and Kilkenny will be the big one coming up, uh, really. Um because we probably expect Limerick might be good enough for Wexford, so that'll see Limerick and Tip through for our side. Maybe, maybe sticky wicket enough, it might be. Um, with Wexford with a full team, but when you saw Hanlon gone off injured and McDonald gone off injured, you're probably thinking... Um, I said, that I said I, be... Don, don Log, you didn't see it, Mark, but he, I wrote a bit about it um, that Saturday that going back, Liam Griffin said 30, nearly 30 years ago now that... Surely um, we can improve hurling. It's such a product. It's such a great game. And he he kind of looked on it and maybe touched on Jarrett Burns coming in as uh, the new Uktaran uh, next year and the end of the year. And our man, man, obviously, which wouldn't be, you know, there wouldn't be that much hurling up there, small base, but that we need, we still need, you know, to, to try and spread the game a bit. It's the same. Well, Limerick had a, had a famine, but they were still an awful strong county over the 45 years. They could, they could have won a few All-Irelands, not to be bringing up painful memories, teach. But Thanks you were so. there, you were right there, though, you know, but you were winning months of championships, and you know, um, and, and we're still a massive county. And, and, and you know, a couple of breakthroughs, we had a breakthrough, Wexford had a breakthrough, and, and that. And even the Galway's winning after, after since your team's Sterling 17, but yeah. the GA still need to do more, lads, don't they? There's no director of Hurling now flying on from. Um, Fogarty Matt and Fogarty. Butler, yeah, uh, or yeah. Matt Fogarty, you know. So, I mean, oh, something needs to be put in place, doesn't it, to try and spread the game? Yeah, but it's funny, it's funny, actually, <laughs> said about Jared Burns and Marmah. Probably one of the presidents did most for the, for the Horland, especially in the lower tier, would have been Sean Kelly from the stronghold of Kerry, you yeah. know what I mean? 
he set yeah. up all the lowry you know the different cups and got them all into Crow Park. Yeah, we need again maybe we need thinking outside the box. Someone needs to, you know, I'm sure he'll be forming committees to try to get, you know, get things moving. But like if, if you can package if you can sell water in, in, in bottles, surely to God you can package uh, the the whole in a bit better and, and sell it in other counties. You know. Yeah, but yeah. That, and I, he referenced the Longford hurlers. We had them here last year and there Adrian Moran is coaching them. They're doing everything. They were down the West County for two nights. They trained in Clarecastle actually one of the days. And you know, they're doing things to try and but it's 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 that two clubs will probably be providing ninety percent of the players, which is a problem. Like I think tradition and culture in the GA deal yeah. is very hard to break. Like it's just it's just it's there for a long period of time and you know, traditionally, if teams are normally football or let's say are hurling, then it's hard to break in, like one or the other. Like, so that's the tricky piece. Like, we did see in the club championships, um, the Mayo champions and the Sligo champions, you, you, you could see definitely improvements there. They were well prepared, they hurled very well, they looked the part. You'd also Nace, probably Nace have and Kim Eilie last year in the intermediate, yeah, final. Yeah, yeah. really, really, really good. Like, you'd also Doreen, have to argue, Doreen, that, you know, Doreen, Doreen, yeah, yeah. and Iski, yeah, and you'd probably also have to argue that the top counties. All of them, maybe the, the top seven, seven or eight or nine, like they are continuously improving too. Like the level of hurling, the skill, like it's just getting higher and higher and higher, which is making it even more difficult. Like you even see, let's say one or two counties take their eye off the ball. And, you know, when you do now, even at club level, if you're underage, slips for a couple of years and the coaching isn't as good as all of a sudden you slip very quick. Do you know, like so it's, it's, a, it's a constant improvement. It will be hard. But as we all know, do you know what I mean about culture? It eats strategy for breakfast every day, Marco. Yeah, but 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 TJ, like you, you, I to me, it still comes down to the county board within its own county to push it on. And you only look at what's happening in Donegal football in the last week, where Cal Lacey and all the management team, all the development squads on the ridge, they all resigned and stepped aside because of the lack of leadership from the county board. So this is, this this is you know this is incredible to actually think. That um that in today's modern uh, game, I hope that I hope that, that wasn't Willie Mullins that was ringing there, was it? I just have to, I just have to be substituted again there, no lads. <laughs> you're coming down the hill now. You're making a move. You're getting into position. <laughs> I'm, I tell you, I'm definitely off the bridle now. I can tell you this much, like because um, and and. and she's just after producing the whip there now. I can tell you, I'm responding. I'm responding. And I'm responding in kind, I can tell you, I'm staying on that. <laughs> you were the time of Noah. I have the whole, I have the whole of the Queen's Hotel, I can tell you, mapped at this stage now, like, you know. You know how important this I, podcast is, like. Keep moving, keep like, moving. Like, <laughs> what they don't realise, like, this, this is going to go viral in the afternoon, like, you know, and I'm promoting the place, like, you know, but there, there's going to be some amount of viral shows coming here today. Which corner did Landers do the patriots from? I'm after about seven corners already. <laughs> well, great point, Mark. It's up to the board. And it lads to be in Cusick Park yesterday and to see six clubs from different... He's after sitting off the fire alarm. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but to see six clubs, lads, of under maybe tens, I'd say. Yeah. It's three different matches, mini matches going on. Like, Lovely for long see. enough, there was no one allowed... A soap wasn't allowed to have a puck around at halftime and pitch in Cusick Park and... To see that yesterday is just brilliant. Like, and I know for the football league games as well, the football clubs are in, and it's just fantastic. Like for a young lad to play in Cusick Park, like that's his dream. And 
they have to do it then come in and you know they've really got a good you know to get a good uh, 12 minute game and it's great it's and just a good, really and a good crowd looking on that's the big thing for them that's like it that. and huge massive John O'Regan like saying at the end of it you know massive Bula boss now he says for our future stars in Clare maybe that's the point you're making TG we, you know you are evolving I was watching him there was some there was some right good hurlers in it <laughs> the touch and the striking and they were saying yeah we look at we keep this going, we'll be okay long term anyway. You know, we won't be non runners like uh, we're using a lot of harsh terms now, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I think the level of coaching Dello across all the, the, the counties definitely what I'm seeing is definitely way, way higher. I go back to even maybe our own time at under 10, under 12, like the coaching wasn't really there, it was when you go down and poke around and away you go, like, like it's, it's the, the, the concentration and getting things right, getting the basics right in a lot of places is really, really strong. And that's why I'm saying about it's even more difficult to spread that gospel to some of the so-called weaker counties because the good are even getting better. Yeah, yeah well, it, there's no doubt about Look, that. it's a challenge. We, we've thrown out a challenge about making the league more meaningful this morning, uh, and we're thrown out a challenge that we want that we want um, the, a greater spread of the beautiful game. Um, if you're listening, Mister Rookeron and Mister uh, uh, Income and Rookeron, we need we need your inputs there, lads. Help, uh, fantasy lads. Um, Constitution Hill is probably a certainty tomorrow, but there is a man at the head of the fantasy. Uh, internal league, and we need a team off your certified for the championship. Actually, yeah, put we'll... your thinking boots on. Uh, <laughs> TJ, I'll tell you how it's won. You know, <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be getting ready for the championship. He's like Limerick. But uh, yeah. Mr. Landers with an incredible 245 score. Now, Mr. Shane McGrath got 291. Uh, so it's tidy. He's hot in your tail, Marco. Are you confident yeah. enough? What about well, I, who's I, your I, captain? Did you say? Right. I made a big decision. You can tell us. I know. I made a big. I made a big decision. I removed Donald Burke, expecting uh -huh. that he would be still injured. So he's some man to be able to come back from a hamstring strain in the space of a fortnight, having been taken off against Tips. So I moved him out, and I brought Shane Bennett in, and poor old Bennett got hopped around the place by the Tipperary for on Saturday night. But see, he still scored all right, nine points. But I think Shane McGrath is tightening up on me now, unfortunately. But I didn't. Yeah. I didn't go for the real outsider in the in the for the TJ pick that he's captain now. Cahill O'Neill. I don't think he'd be too impressed with him over the weekend. And Tom Morrissey hitting the freeze. We know. <laughs> tactic. We, we we made a big call there on Friday night. We, we, we were looking at the Limerick team and Grod Hegarty was a ten. We were saying Cahill O'Neill taking the freeze. He was a midfielder, so we were yeah. smiling. But in the uh, something happened, Grod. Do you think I'm going to say? Uh, Delos, I might have to send a letter to the DPP because I just saw one or two things on Lando's phone on Saturday night which kind of worried me. I will be sending a letter to Carl as well. There's a, I, I have a little question mark, that's all. Yes. I'll have to, I'll, I'll talk to you about it offline. Is he getting a little bit of inside track? <laughs> I, 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 I'll talk to you about it offline. I just saw something that gave me a little worry. Carl, I'm watching you. Yeah, I'm Kyle, watching you. Listening there now, this gentleman <laughs> up there in, in Dungan and Mayf, we're on you. If yeah, that's a bit of information. But uh, the wooden spoon will also be going to Cork with Mister Three Point Four Million match on the ground down the bottom of the table. He's making no effort at all, lads. This is a major problem. Hurler in the ditch is still winning. <laughs> he's scoring well, isn't he? Two seventy-seven fair shooting. Uh, ah, very good, Jack. We don't know who he is, but we 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 get Shane McGrath there to set up an investigative uh, committee. Well done, Mark. You're you're, you're still fifth there. Uh, good going. And, and the fun page. 
Yeah, Shane is in the front page as well. I'm I'm just waiting for championship mark. That's the bottom line. Uh, yeah, well I, done to James. I, I use that well. story. I, I use that story for three or four years as well, Dale. <laughs> I try it. Uh, you're like player, player, you're like Newcastle. Newcastle. You're like Newcastle. No mark. Some some crowds after buying you up there. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> so that's that's our list. Totally that's great stuff. Great shooting. Uh, we're learning the ditch. Um, good shooting. James Daly as well, uh, and a big score from uh, Mark O'Donnell from Molya, uh, two ninety one. That's a massive return. And also Liam Burke from the Harps, I presume, in in, in Leash two nine seven. Incredible shooting. Um, he must have had Billy Drennan as captain, like me. Billy Drennan has kept me alive. I'm still number one in Clarecastle, and a terrible defence, lads. I tell you about the fantasy when um, Galway were warming up yesterday. I watched the match with Colin the Higgy Higgins. I know she wheel and his nephew up and coming star played his first senior game for Clarecastle yes uh, Saturday. Good win, start of the season, good start for Colin Lynch. But Higgy says there was Evan Nyland practicing the freeze. Hey, hey he says to me. Within at halftime, I was able to get on Twitter and there was a, a tweet from Paul Murphy to say Billy Drennan absolutely running the show. So we got yeah. identical <laughs> scores, I think, 2-5-2. Two, two. So I still have my nose in front in the Castle cool. one. That's, that's the key. That is the key. Good that man. one. That one is the key. But uh, great stuff. I'd say we have a few fogras. I just want, lads, we, you know, we mentioned a couple of things earlier, TJ. I, I'll, um, one or two little I things have, to get through. I, um, I just want, Dale, there, when you're looking at yeah. the uh, Castle Comer GA Club in um in uh, Kilkenny were on to me there about their fantasy Cheltenham busters so just go on to www.fantasycheltenham.ie give me old buddy uh, Eamon Brennan his club and I was shouting David Buggy was, was got on to me so and um, there's, there's plenty of busters around the place for people to support and for a bit of crack for the four or five days like of Cheltenham so yeah but, uh, and, uh, 25 quid I think that's the that's the good crack as well for know. people we do get criticised by the odd fruitcake on, on Twitter about we're promoting gambling. We never promote gambling, not even the Come On Racing Club. No. Uh, we never, ever promote gambling. You can gamble if you want. You can just sit back and enjoy Cheltenham if you want. And we talk a small bit about Cheltenham now in a minute. We'll finish the progress first, I think. Uh, TJ, you, you're particularly, TJ, you have been criticised over the years this tiny bit um, that you might be a little bit uh, over-physical down there. But you, you, you've, your refereeing count has dwindled. Uh, is Brian Cody style stuff that's driving these lads away from uh, the referee? Yeah, I'm going to make a political broadcast on behalf of the referees. I, I, I suppose um, I got talking to Donica O'Callaghan, who was chairperson of the Referees um, Association in Limerick, and he was just giving me, I suppose, a couple of things from a refereeing point of view. Uh, it's kind of driven by David Drive in Limerick at the moment to try and recruit new referees and looking at clubs maybe who don't maybe maybe support the referees in a way we should and maybe provide referees and the importance of the referee. Their slogan is no referee, no game. And he was just brought me just a couple of stats and a couple of facts that maybe hit me harder than I probably would have ever realised before. In 2012, Limerick had 105 referees between senior and board and og. We're down to about 53 now, which is nearly 50% uh, of people got the number of games is going up. 53 referees last year in Limerick. Um, refereed over 3,000 games between colleges, underage and senior. It's an awful lot of games. Like One of the things we never talk about in the condensed season where you're kind of putting, let's say, the inter-county into the front half and uh, the clubs in the back half, it puts even more pressure on the referee. 
And the other thing that he brought me, we, we speak about player welfare, about them maybe training on Thursday nights, having to play again Friday nights. We've never, ever thrown a thought about maybe a referee might have to do a game on a Friday, a Saturday and a Sunday. So it's just maybe sparking like people like ourselves, our, our, our thoughts to say and maybe discuss how important the referee is. There's maybe a bit more time in it down the road. But the yeah. key message he's trying to get out there is, look, there, there, there's obviously great satisfaction in refereeing. Um, there's there's a huge amount of gain that anybody can get. There's a lovely kind of ladder that you can climb that if you can get on, maybe, let's say, doing underage games and progress. And, you know, I mean, young referees can progress onto the inter-county scene. And, you know, it, it, it just opens a whole new world to people. So I think it's something, again, like you're talking about maybe the GEA promoting all the hurling around the places, like refereeing is something that maybe needs a bit of focus over the next couple of years as well to say, and maybe just as such a, when it's hitting me hard, I'm sure the wider public will be the same, how important it is in the game and how important these people are. And as I said, I it's strange coming from me because I know not some of the referees have said, to hear that... Yeah, and, and, and about referees. Well, I kind of said that to yeah, me. Yeah. You, 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 you want to be his favourite. Uh, he'd, he'd be one of your favourite refs down there. Like. Yeah, look, as I said, I get on. As I said, I haven't fallen out with any referees. Even in Galway, one or two of them set me off and we talk away fine. But at the same time, on a given day, we can be hard on them. But I suppose just an emphasis on how important and significant. And I'm speaking from a Limerick point of view, but certainly I'm sure countrywide is probably the same. It's the very same everywhere, like, uh, you know, as you say, we'd all give out to them and, you know, get, get crossed at times in the line, but, like, uh, they're still doing a good job and there's, there's, there seems to be fewer and they are getting stretched everywhere. But, like, we have to give more respect to them as well. They have to be, like, if we could ever get, like, the, the rugby referees to me, really, they're the ones that we should be kind of, say, uh, showing up as, as kind of what we should be doing, like, the... The authorities they have and the way the players accept the referees' award is, is unreal in rugby. And it's a thing that I'd love to see practice more in the GA. But definitely we have to have them and we have to give them more respect. Really. That's what it's all about. That's why I say there's so many fallen out from it that they're not being given respect. Especially not so much by players as much maybe as mentors or even by parents and that. Like uh, the underage can be, ca- can be ferocious at times. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we, we, we talk, we, yeah, we talk about the ex-players, I think, as well. They're great feeling for us. Do you know, if, and I'm not saying you, you've never played, you can't ref. Of course you can. Yeah. And, uh, you know the rules, you can ref, and, and if you're fair-minded and, and, and that kind of thing. But look, it is something that's a problem uh, everywhere, I, I think, and Limerick are pushing it on. I think, Donica, it's on the Limerick I website. Think, Coffee or Donica, you to contact, I think, um, if you want to have a go. I Dilo, he wants to do um, a rules challenge as well with us. That basically he he'll come on and ask us some key questions from the rule book, Mark. He was especially uh, thinking about challenging you. Just a couple of questions here and there to see do we even know the rules? Story for another day. Mark Land doesn't know the rules. I guarantee you that. <laughs> no, but as you have to realise that the rules, the backs of one rule and the forwards of other. <laughs> that was always the way, sir. Yeah, that's what we did. And the three of you were backs. <laughs> <laughs> and still, the rules have changed a lot since we were playing now as well. Yeah. <laughs> They're throwing the ball, too many steps. <laughs> anyway, look, um, just a couple from me. I just want to wish a happy retirement to Mr. Eamon Dillon, uh, affectionately known as the Trollier uh, from St. Finbars. And a great dog, great, great. Back to my time, he was a young fella coming in, which is great. <laughs> corner forward an eye for a green flag and an awful sound man announced that he you know a few injuries and a back injury I think and works for himself I think as well so hard going I suppose you have to call it at some stage and, and the trollier has called it so he, he'd be able to focus in now on his two lovely girls and his, his missus Georgia so uh, best of luck Eamon and 
couple of more lads, uh, St. Patrick's uh, in the city, Hemi's Crowd, uh, obviously Gerard Hagerty's Crowd. They're having a preview night, lads, on Friday the 31st uh, in the Kimori Lodge. Half eight kickoff, some lineup. Uh, Mr. Morris Shanahan, who I hoping to see here on Murphy Browns late next week, uh, coming coming on a stag party, I think, for Gold Cup Day. Uh, Michael Ryan, the church, ex tip star cornerback, um, and manager. Uh, Mr. 3.4 million mansion, Shawnee McGrath, Brendan Bogler, great, and still playing for Whitegate against us. Last centre back and quite effective too, I believe. I wasn't over now, but. And one Donny Ryan in the other corner uh, representing the, the, the Ryan household, uh, uh, the, the team going for four in a row. So it's a great lineup, lads. Uh, one from each of the Munster, count, uh, Munster counties. So, and St. Pat's, great crowd, great club, uh, great facilities there. Um, and everyone. And then, lads, just the last one, just a sad one. Is again, we started the show with a sad one. And Portland people can tune out after this if they wanted, that have no interest in helping them. We'll give 10 minutes to help them. Just to, to, to uh, condolences, sincere condolences to the family of Adam Kerwin of um, St. Pat's Torles, who won a Ryan Cup with Torles midfield. Adam, good, great forward for Leash, uh, Tromera and Leash, uh, killed tragically in a car accident, um, you know, seven, eight days ago, and uh, just tragically so young, so much in front of him, and uh, just our condolences and our thoughts are with everyone in Trumara and obviously his family. So um, that's the lot with the hurling lads. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Cheltenham, as John Maloney used to call it. Uh, Marco, is the atmosphere been a week? Sure, to be able to get you live from the gallops this morning on the WhatsApp is unbelievable. Like, you know, the insight we have here is incredible. And uh, you're <laughs> over very early. Are you coming home at all this week? I, I said, I, I, um, as Tommy and Brian, my good friend, used to say, go in time, take your time, and it's your own fault after that if you don't have a right good time. So <laughs> I'm listening, and still, you'd know Tom Brian, the, the, the um, you know, he was a huge racing enthusiast, um, great friend of mine, he's a ton of glory a number of years ago, and um, he has a huge amount of sayings down here. So he he mentioned Cheltenham. He would have always spoken about going to Cheltenham. And um, I haven't been there for 20 years, so my good buddy Jimmy Nolan has decided that he would drive. We took the ferry yesterday and we had a safe crossing. So we, we I suppose, had an inside line. And this is part of being involved in the Command Racing Club as well, as TJ would know. We um, we were able to get into Cheltenham this morning to go down to see Willie's horses. And, um, Unbelievable. When the, when the stewards put the hand up, the bowl, Jimmy, no one said, owners, owners, and kept going into <laughs> on behalf of Command Racing Club. But anyway, so we, um, it was great. It was great to get in there today. Now, and we met Henry the Bramhead as well. We met Gordon Elias, and um, we tested the going as well. So. They all knew you. Yeah, sure. There was a few of them, and we saw Patrick Mullins <laughs> and Rachel as well. And there was, you know, the plight, the plight nod, sir, sir. It was great. So. It was great to see it empty, Anthony, because there'll be 70,000 people down there tomorrow, and we'll be hoping that Facile Vega, the ground is after coming from it, and as you know, Patrick spoke very much about Facile Vega chances on the Command Racing Club AGM a couple of weeks ago, so yeah, that's the that's the one for us now, hopefully. Yeah, um, so look at G, did a preview night Saturday night, who was Amity? Uh, Peter Maloney from um, Honeysuckle, Honeysuckle Stable. 
Yeah. Uh, Owen McCarthy, who's a trainer in uh, West Limerick in Atay, and Gary Noonan, who wrote a winner, nice winner in Limerick yesterday, and who was spoke positively about it as well. Like so, um, the jockey and Nigel Anderson was the MC. So yeah, good, good night. We we, we kind of went through the races. Plenty noise about all the favourites, as you well know. They would they get turned up here? A uh, couple for me. Fasel Vega obviously will be the tip for um, for Tuesday, and I like JP's horse in the bumper. A dream to share. I think he's got the best uh, form in the book. Running the last yeah. race. I know, I know. I knew you were going to say that. The last race and the, and the Wednesday. I think he's got the best form. I do take Mark's point now with the ground. That is a little bit of a concern because we came through maybe uh, a, Janu- a January and February where the ground was definitely better than it would be normal. So it looks like that might be a little bit of a, a, a flying ointment. Um, another heart, two horses for Thursday. Then for me, Della would be one would be French Dynamite. It's taken on Shishkin. It's most Mara's horse. It'll be a big price, nice working man's price. Um, I'm going to take a, a small bit of a punt that Shishkin's going to blow out, uh, like because he has before. happened before, and that uh, French Dynamite at a price and. The great Charles Burns runs Blazing Cal in the stairs hurdle. I just think that maybe some of the rumours might have been 100% true. I think this horse has got a lot of potential and he would be my nap there for, for Thursday, Blazing Cal. Blazing Cal. And sir, you're not going over, I take it, are you? Like no, me. no, no. I'll, 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 be, I'll be tuned in the local. The one I fancy for, for a punt kind of for the week is, uh, I'm not so sure the pronunciation, Tia Hoopo. Uh, oh, yeah. That's, in the stair- that's taken yeah. on Blazing Cal. Yeah, it's, it's Gordon Elliott's, uh, you know, very impressive. And I saw it running, I'd be very... And the, you know, and the ground is coming right for... Yeah, I, I would think he'd, yeah. be, he'd be, you know, the heavy the one I'd be banking on. Yeah, well, TJ, you, yeah. You, yeah, I know JP bought the other horse in the bumper, but I, I have, I'm on a kind of fancy prices on it's for me. It's for me. I hadn't been a word about it in any preview night I've listened to, so I don't know whether ground that, is not... That good. could be a good sign, don't worry. Yeah, actually, Dylan, actually... Depends on what Patrick will ride, really, will give us the insight into Willie's, will it? One second, there the decks are up, like so. We should know now for Wednesday. Just while TJ is looking for yeah. the decks, there, T- Dale, I'd, I'd have a, a nice little double on Jory Kalam and Mighty Potter. So yeah, over think- the course of the course of the week, and maybe Energy Mean as well. They won't be fancy prices, but if but they're, you all, they're all kind right. of ditching uh, Ergamine for for Edwardson, are they? In Ruby, oh, I yeah, well, let, let, Ruby is an expert now, to be fair, but I, I just think Enagamine is the class horse in that race. Didn't jump well the last day, went there. No. Willie will have that sorted, no doubt. And Edward Stone is ridden from behind. I'd say you'll see him 10 lengths behind Enagamine turning in. Um, but I, Who did for, you say with Jerry Kalam? Who did you say with Jerry Kalam at the start? My, Mighty Potter. Mighty Potter. Mighty Potter. Mighty Potter. Yeah. In what? So for, for, um, Mighty Potter. Don't know what he's running in, but he'll win. <laughs> but the, the four horses for the week, just for a bit of it, you know, for a, over a couple of days, Facile Vega, Enagamine, Jory Kalam and Mighty Potter have a Euro acume, won't cost you a whole few quid, and you'll enjoy a couple of races. Okay, and that's, yeah, I, we, I'm at home working, of course, as usual. But, uh, <laughs> we, we'll be here, we'll be here. Um, Cheeto's coming out to visit us Wednesday and Petty's Day. But we'll have a bit of crack. Uh, we have a few groups coming crew coming from area uh, uh, as we had last year with their intercom di- different jerseys uh, on Wednesday and Friday's good crew as I said Marshall's a stag uh, so it'll be good crack and we've been music both nights so TJ have I bad news or good news in the bumper? Bad <laughs> Jesus Patrick, No no he's oh, running no. alright but pa- pa- Patrick is on fact to fight you'll probably have Paul Townend 
a really good sub. Patrick had the first pick in the bumper, though, wouldn't he? Patrick, Patrick, Patrick gets first. He's riding JP's horse, facts. And he's drifted. He's drifted. Yeah, yeah he's, he's drifted, drifted out to 10s, isn't he? Come back yeah, in now, yeah. of course. I don't know yeah, about so the ground. So look at that. I'm on at 14s, so I let yeah. him ride. Have the, have the crack. Dale, there was one. Are we You're flying out uh, later today from Le- our local Le- Le- airport, Shannon TJ, Airport. TJ, is, is Derek O'Connor riding the bumper? Derek, would, do you know what? No, um, sorry, Derek has a good ride on the last race on Tuesday evening. I think he's riding a horse for Nicky Henderson called Mr. Coffee, taking on Gallardi yeah. Manila. I know that for sure. I, has he got a ride in the bumper? I didn't see it just, just yet. Just what he just is looking at that there, though. We, um, I think, and you are going to be making a special guest appearance on the 1st of April down at Valley Rovers GA Club for a preview of the championship as well. So, yeah. The, the three lads in the pod are going to be there and one Shane Dowling and Jimmy Barry Murphy. Okay. So to be attending. So it's a real legend. We have a real night. legend for one time us. Absolutely. We'll be back Valley Rovers, that night. Yeah. Shout, shout out to the Valley Rovers. Looking forward to that. Um, TJ, you're flying out later on from our local airport here, which is the... Where are you flying to, TJ? Birmingham. We're flying to Heathrow. 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 Birmingham. Birmingham is close to Now we have an old taxi bus bringing us down. We have a nice group of, of lads going. So we're kind of going since 2009. So we know the run of the place. But um, I'm meeting Marco over there. Marco got uh, best of B&B in Gary's plan on Saturday night. So he said to me, he said, TJ, you won't have to put your hand in your pocket, kid, when you come over. He said, you get the <laughs> best of everything. Oh, he loves He's on the move again. He's got to get in the winter. He's got to get in the winter. Come here, TJ, are you staying in the Queens as well as Mark? No, no, no. I, 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 I met with a lovely lady in a B&B who is in a homestay B&B. She's been looking after us for years. She's very good to us. She knows our ways and she knows we're harmless Irish fellas. The key will be left out under the mat, so TJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Dale, before we finish up, I, I, I'll be moving away from Cheltenham. I, I want to just uh, pass condolences. Um, a good supporter of Blairmore GA passed away the weekend as well as Tom Morn, uh, Morn's Red Cow. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I read that. Yeah, he, he's been a great sponsor to, to Limerick in the, in the past. And Jake, the, the place is iconic, uh, the Red Cow Hotel. So just condolences to the Mourns. And I said, everything that he's done for, for Limerick GA over a long period of time. So, guest man, Tom, and I said, always very, very good. Uh, great, great hostelry and great to look after Limerick people for a long, long number of years. And he'll be sadly missed. Yeah, I stayed in his hotel over in Cricklewood, that, that, the other one. Oh, there. actually, great spot too, yeah. Great spot, great spot, <laughs> I tell you. What's the name of it? The Crown. Crown. The Crown. There was a yeah. lot of, it, it features in the in McAlpine's Fusilier songs. There was glasses yeah. flying and biddies crying. Yeah. <laughs> they refused to leave the Crown. It was a, it was a, a serious spot for the Irish that uh, immigrated. So look, that's our lot, lads. We've again gone on, of course, quite a while. No, fit to do. I have to get ready. Really Marco, Mar- Mar- oh, I'll see you tonight. Have you reflect, Kat? Right, Have you reflect, Behave yourselves now, boys. No. Thanks, Earl. We always do. No <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Earl. A million no You'll be joining us again it's next few weeks. Okay. So, great, great to have you. Great Bye. to have you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll have one or two in the airport before you fly off, Ali. We will certainly have one or two. Um, are we finished recording? No. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the plan, Dilla. Like you, you, you like to get uh, one, one or two drinks in, in the airport. As I said to you, in fairness, going go, go with a good crew. Uh, in fairness, my brother Davey organises everything for us. Tickets, passes, the, the accommodation, flights, the whole lot. It's a very, very well-run trip. And uh, yeah, lovely couple of days. I, I look Maybe forward to these couple of days. Going I'm, going re- I'm three, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and I'm home Friday. Ah, very so, sensible. Marco, very home sensible. Saturday after the Midlands National, he'll be driving. You'll go up to home the Midlands Saturday. National, will you? 
No, straight to the Aviva Stadium on Saturday. Oh, to see it when it's super strong. We need to cap off the week, Ella. Wrap the week. Jackie, Jackie, you're a saint. Go on, enjoy yourselves and send back the tips, please, when you meet all your high-profile friends for a small man like myself who likes two euros each way at the odd time. Uh, so at a working man's price, Dello, isn't it? At a working man's price, yeah. <laughs> Best look. Thanks, folks, for joining us. And uh, special thanks to Surly. just gone there now. But um, we'll see you all again next Monday. Mark will have all the information on, on the horse racing and the egg chasing. So... Thank you, Matt, for that. Enjoy your weeks. See you no doubt you will. No better boys. Go into the title, Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Allianz. Supporting all 32 counties through the Allianz Leagues. A grain of rice. A grain of rice. Tip the scale. Just remember that. Then. There's a small bit of a needle there. Oh, come on, Mayo. You've got to get Andy Moran into the game. We're missing what the show. Oh. Then we're not.